dough coming from the rack store. Bet is packing and making a backflow. Let's go, chilling with raccoons by the back door. Take all so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making dough, right? But I found this crew and doing alright. We wreck, will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack lab from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack back from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this haystack. It's the rack. Good morning, Rack FM. It's 0900EST. And what does the fucking O stand for? Oh my fucking god, we have gelato and raccoons sharing the fucking state in harmony together tonight. Well, tonight, my time anyway. So, guys, it's uh, it's Monday, the 17th of April, 2023, and this is your daily Cosmos Crypto US of A fucking breakfast show with your host, Robbo, the mayor of Rackville, and your favorite pundits, but our little woman, B-Bands, from the block. She's down horrendous today, guys. She's missing in action. Finn, he's up editing fucking raps until 4 a.m. So you're stuck with me and fucking Bruce, a.k.a. Arnie. So, yeah, man, we're here, guys, hopefully giving you guys all the uh, opinions, etc., that you guys fucking want to be hearing about different projects. And without further ado, Brucey, you sounded a little bit shocked earlier about uh, bringing our guests in tonight. You were like, Robo, I can't believe we've got Gilletto on after all this time, yeah? How class, Bruce? Absolutely, absolutely, man. I fucking hated those guys when you launched in the beginning, you were a straight competitor to our beautiful little monopoly here. So, yeah. But I have staked, I've staked with you, I've staked most of my tuna with Gelato Validator. I buried my little tiny personal hatchet I has with I had with the ice cream. And uh, yeah, I'm back. I'm back at eating butter and milk. It's beautiful. Nobody's nobody's gonna be angry with ice cream, man. I mean, what kind of fucking retard would anybody have to be to be angry with ice cream, man? That's just not happening on anyone's watch that like, is it, Brucey? So, guys, without further ado, because uh, I believe this is the first time that I've met someone like Risby's team. Uh, so, Risby's an old friend of the show. We did a round table the other week. It was fucking brilliant. So, welcome, Risby. And do you want to introduce your team to us as well, Risby? I think we all know you by now. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having us here. And for people who don't know me, I'm the co-founder of Gelato. We also have Daniel and Tri. So, Daniel, if you want to give us a quick TLDR about yourself. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Daniel. I'm uh, the co-founder of Gelato. Uh, I'm, I'm more of the mad scientist coder guy. And uh, Risby was the one who kind of, you know, uh, forced stuff online for other people to see it so it wouldn't just die in darkness as it usually does with me. So, um, you know, I got, and, uh, you know, Trador over there is the, the good communicator. I kind of suck at communicating, as you might uh, tell later uh, by the time I'm done talking. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm Daniel. Uh, hi, guys. I'm Jacob. Um, Risby and Daniel found me on the bathroom floor, drunk off my ass. I can't come away out of a paper bag, but I'm like a lawyer in the real world. So 
I guess that makes me kind of like the front-facing dude who talks when Daniel starts rambling and keeps our spaces on track. <laughs> These two are fucking mad, Risby. <laughs> I like this interview already. My goodness me. I'll tell you what, guys, just to give a quick intro, because I did say Finn will cut the first hour of shit talking out. Uh, Brucey, you asked me a question uh, earlier, didn't you, at the beginning of the show, yeah? When I was talking about Gelotto, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. What was your question? You, you said you said, "Oh, why is it impressed you?" Right? Yeah, yeah. You you said you were impressed with them, and I asked you why you were impressed because I yeah. haven't been following them at all. My, I have, like, I shied away from them. I had to like manifest my hatred for the ice cream in the beginning because I was scared they would take away my profits. Well, what was my answer to your question? It was basically okay. for shippers are going to ship, right? Like, I've learned in this fucking industry, no matter what people say, right, you can talk all day long, whatever you fucking want, time, talk, the talk, et cetera, et cetera. But it's the people who fucking ship. And I think shippers, like, recognize shippers as well. And since I've been over on the site buying, like, uh, buying the NFT uh, raffle tickets and shit, man, I've really started to enjoy using your platform, like, Rusby. So, yeah, when Bruce Sykes says, like, like well, you know, Robbo, what's impressed you, like, the most or whatever, I'm just like, guys, they're shipping. Like, they're, they're not stopping. Plus the level of communication, the engagement with the community, with the Discord. And guys, this is not me arse-licking. Go in the Discord and see how fucking busy it is. See, like, how many channels of fucking flow of information they've got going on, yeah? These guys are the real deal. And it's and it's, I think it's more relevant now for projects that are emanating from, like, uh, obviously, you know, Juno, et cetera, that, like, the, the, like the base level DAP projects like us, man, we need to be fucking sticking together and supporting each other, right, Risby? That's how it fucking should be, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, right now, we're in a, such a small niche space within the crypto universe. Like, no one has heard of Juno, you know? Some people have heard of Cosmos. So, like, there's something here between us. You guys do great stuff. We do great stuff. And the more we can work together, the more crazy shit we can do within this Web3 space. Yeah, I, I personally don't want, uh, you know, the internet just the web three taken over by Google, you know, big companies just like the internet is today. The internet today just seems to me like like it's been turned into cable television, just worse. And with a bunch of, you know, even worse advertising practices and even more restrictive content and everything's kind of funneled to the same few websites that's all centrally controlled by these, you know, by these rich companies. It'd be great if, you know, Rack and Gelato and other Web3 projects on Cosmos and on, on Juno or wherever could, you know, band together and present an alternative, present something that could stand up to what the Internet is today. Um, just present an alternative. Uh, I think it's really important to kind of bring back some of the, the spirit that the Internet had before, you know, um, the last, I don't know, like in the, the late 90s, the early, you know, the 2000s, you know, where it's still... There was still like an individual person, like web pages still had some individual personality and some and some um, perspective of their own. It wasn't all just about saving face on social media. I just like the fact that I've come across guys who want to be like crypto billionaires and fly jets around the world. So I know they're not going to dump their token to make 20 grand on the community because with thanks to inflation, that buys like half a loaf of bread or something. So if they're in it for like billionaire games, you know, I can go along for the ride. That's it. I Rispy, have you and Daniel known each other like for quite a long time? Did you like? Oh my God, dude, forever now. I met Daniel maybe like seven years ago or something. We worked at a financial startup. 
And that's where I kind of met all my best friends there. Like a group of five guys. We would hang out all the time. Every day during lunch break, we'd go downstairs, smoke weed, come back up. Everyone knew we were blazed out of our mind, but we'd come back, do a kick-ass job. And since then, we've started other business ventures. He was the best man, of, you know, he was a groomsman at my wedding. He's like, I love Daniel. He's such a great and smart guy. And I'm happy out of, you know, that we get a chance to build something together and it's actually going somewhere. So, so how, how, how was Gelotto conceptualized? Just, just to ask that question. I know you might have told people before, but I have an order. How, how did you conceptualize? Where did the ice cream come from? Like, I want to know where the, like, the idea of ice cream and that come from as well, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, every, uh, maybe once or twice a year, we actually go trip in the woods. And I think this was like two years ago, right before COVID. We went into uh, Vermont, went to the National Forest, took some Lucy, and we're just out there just tripping, having a great time. And as we're hanging out and talking, we're like, hey, what can we do in the future? How can we unite people? How can we take our passion for building stuff and do something cool within this space? And then initially, like, hey, why don't we just build gambling stuff? Then why don't we build this? Why don't we build that? And then since we had that idea, we just kept talking about it. And eventually one day, Daniel, on a whim, was like, hey, let me go and try to build like a lottery thing just to see what it looks like. And he showed me a screenshot of it. I was like, damn, this is fucking phenomenal. So I actually show, uh, shared that screenshot on Reddit. I think it was in Juno subreddit at the time. I was like, hey, this is like something that we plan on building. This looks really cool. We got a, really, we got a bunch of awesome feedback. So I shared those feedback with Daniel. And he just kept building and I kept sharing. And it got to the point where people were like, hey, we want these guys to build stuff. And Gelato sort of came to me. Uh, Daniel, if you want to tell us how the name Gelato came to be, maybe people would enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very sophisticated. Uh, my girlfriend and I were sitting on the couch uh, thinking, trying to think about words that have the, the phrase lotto in it. And, you know, she thought gelato and therefore we have gelato and I love ice cream. You know, I, I eat, I, you know, I'm like uh, ice cream addict, maybe. I don't know. But it seemed like, you know, like you were saying earlier, you know, who who doesn't like gelato? I'm sure there's some lactose intolerant people out there, but um <laughs> It, it just seemed like a good name, you know, it's like, it's a fun, it's easy to say, it's kind of a pun, if this is what, a, you know, and um, uh, it, it, it stuck. Up to that point, you know, I was just working on some, you know, user interface demos and some kind of simulations about what a, what a, what a website could look like with um, buying lottery tickets and, and stuff. And at first it was on Solana, um, but, you know, I, uh, Risby, kind of introduced me to Cosmos and for a bunch of reasons, I, I you know, I saw the light that came over here. Um, so, uh, but yeah, that, that's basically it. Just um, brainstorming uh, ideas for names that have the word lotto in it and gelato kind of does, even though the spelling is off, but Hey, the domain name was available. So it's, it, it worked out perfectly. <laughs> you're, you're married now, right, Daniel? Yeah. Okay. We don't have like your wife yeah. sign anything about the name then, right? No, it was in the prenup, uh, but um, just kidding. No, no prenup. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're married now, and she's uh, all you know on board with me. I, I quit my job back in late November because it was just way too much to do my full time, you know, software engineering job in in Gelato at the same time. I mean, I remember being in like a you know, as a software engineer, you have these morning this these ritualistic morning uh, meetings where you give status updates about you know, your progress and are you blocked by anything and what you're going to do today. And I just remember being in one of these 
these unnecessary meetings in the morning and we just did the start the the airdrop and there's like millions of people on the you know discord having all these kinds of issues with you know claiming the airdrop and then i'm i'm at the same time you know i'm i'm trying to look like i'm attentive at, at my my little meeting for work and it's just like discord blowing up and you know it was i pretty quick quickly realized that it's not going to be tenable you know for me to do both of those things at the same time so you know a, a month or so later i just end up quitting and, and here i am you know doing gelato full-time which what was 100 the right decision I'm a big fucking big like camel sized balls that like dude just to like walk out your job like that mind wow had you been there uh, a while that, as well yeah. uh at my last job um well i was at my last job actually not even for an for an entire year you know like gelato yeah like risby said you know we work on things compulsively and and i've been working on this or that project you know forever it seems uh but usually you know i'm by myself uh and i'm i'm I try to, you know, talk to people about the ideas, but their eyes kind of glaze over at a certain point because I just get too technical, you know, or just talk too much. And so um, they usually just evaporate and turn into some other, you know, to the next project. So Gelato is really the first time that, I, you know, I've been involved in anything, any project that, you know, has gained traction in a larger community outside my own little world, you know. And um, that's kind of like the whole reason, that's the whole point of doing a project is to, to have people use it and get feedback and build a community and kind of use the project as a um, a platform to kind of show you, you know, what to show your vision and uh, to use it as a vehicle for not only for for communicating your your ideas and your perspectives. And so once once people are actually now starting to use Gelato and there are people claiming the airdrop they're on Discord, there's there's there was really no alternative for me. Like I would be. I would have felt like a total hypocrite or sellout if I were just to just say, oh, that's nice and continue working my day job. So, you know, even though I'm not getting all all the, the all the profit and stuff that the site and the, and the project is generating, it's pretty much just going back into the project. So, you know, it would be nice to have some income, but I was kind of, you know, I while I was working, I, I knew that at a certain point I was just going to, if something worked out like Gelato, I was going to, you know, want to quit and focus on it full time just to make it take it to the next level well daniel you've touched on something there because that's actually mm -hmm. one of the main questions that i did have a like a little question to find out if you if you poker dejans in real life before i i get to the question about funding risby are you a mm -hmm. poker dejan in real life do you like a little game of uh texas or what yeah of course who doesn't ah i was thinking if these guys are like running poker tournaments i bet the right dejans themselves you know uh, but I, I wanted to ask you about your funding, yeah, if you don't mind. Uh, did you guys kind of like bootstrap this yourself with like the, like we did with the sale of the NFTs or did you just put your own cash in to get up and running or, or what? We basically put all of our own money in. So while we were building Gelato behind the scenes, it was a uh, bull market. And Daniel and I, especially I, started taking money out and putting it to the side like, hey, you know, this is a project we potentially want to do. And if it works out, we need to have some level of runway. So at least to initially start, almost all the cash for the project was solely from us. And then as we started building, things to validate a commission, NFT sales, uh, those things started to help uh, subsidize some of the costs. But right now, it is entirely Daniel and I fully funding this project. And, and we've been, you know, applying for grants here and there. You know, grants are exceeding, seem exceedingly hard to 
get oftentimes i i don't know if this is true or not just my perspective but it seems like the grants that succeed are the ones that can conform closest to the uh you know what's stated in the call for the grants like they want more maybe they want i'm guessing you know maybe they want more um traditional ideas when it comes to DeFi or um i i've encountered a lot of people in my work that um kind of are uh doubtful that web3 and then blockchain uh can or should be used for general purpose um software you know uh, web apps and software development it's like people's minds are locked into thinking about tokens and thinking about um the financial uh services uh, applications of it but me personally you know i'm coming from uh just thinking about all sorts of ideas and how to make them work on web3 to create a new internet, you know? And so um, I think that our application is kind of, a lo- you know, more in that category of just, we're trying a bunch of different things. It's more general purpose. It's not like we're building a new borrowing platform or a new DEX or something that is is like uh, an already common thought and easy to, you know, computes easily in people's minds. And so when, it, when we go and present, you know, we. We have all these things going on. We have the validators, we have the, the platform, we have poker tournaments. So trying to condense that in a way that is, uh, you know, easy for the investors and, um, you know, financial people to consume and to to see what the path forward is in terms of getting a return on their investment. It's It might be a little bit more difficult for them. So we've been kind of refining our pitch and thinking of like how we can better target them and, you know, target the pitch. and. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm still optimistic that this year we'll be able to land some more robust funding from one source or another, whether it's from VCs or from a grant, uh, from a you know uh, hack, hackathons. Um, we get this in nice. our spaces a lot, don't we, Daniel? Like um, the the confluence between like Web three apps and cryptocurrency token prices, and how those things just mm-hmm. sometimes don't always play together. Hmm. Yeah, we you know we we're both. We're, we're we're oftentimes like railing on the whole uh, status quo inflationary tokenom you know hyperinflationary tokenomics uh, phenomenon and you know it would be because I think we were the team is in agreement that it would be fantastic to produce you know um, products through Gelato that you know do generate the so-called real yields um, and it would be amazing to produce an example of an application that you know was built with um robust community support and input and provides a, a lot of different avenues for people to tap into to not only participate actively and and have fun and and potentially profit from that but also to participate passively through other mechanisms as well like by collectively playing you know the role of the house and providing the the funds for the games you know and then profiting proportionally so like and that's just the beginning, you know, it would be great if this was a truly, you know, distributed project on, you know, from all angles, not just from the, the player perspective, but well, moreover, like know. bigger picture, like going forward to cryptocurrency space, I think the future is, you know, people are wising up to speculating on token prices. It's more like, you know, what are projects that people actually want to use? What's an app someone will mm-hmm. actually pay money to access and think that they're getting a useful service for it? I think that's where the money is. And I mean, at that point, you know, like 
cryptocurrency token prices are neither here or there. You make money when yeah. people use your product. And whether your token's a penny or a million dollars each, like they'll pay some fraction of tokens and that's your yield and that goes to your mm-hmm. users or whoever's staking or doing whatever. Guys, yeah. can, I, can I just clarify something as well? I, I would really like to, to know this here. Because uh, I know that you guys have got like essentially the three NFT collections out. I, I saw how like the airdrop went and stuff like that, right? Like what are the the revenue streams though for for the holders like the part of like the validator commission or like what i tell you what very quickly risby can you give us a quick overview dude of what's in it for you guys your revenue streams and then what's in it for like your your holders and their revenue streams yeah yep of course so in total we have three gelato series series one two and three which grants you vip access to the platform and revenue sharing so part of that revenue sharing is you get 1% of all game pots across our entire platform for all future and current games. So in total, 3% of all game pots go to our NFT holders. On top of that, if you own 5% of any of our supply for series one, two, and three, or a special one piece NFT that we have, which there is about 30 in total, you get 1% of all gelato revenue streams. So that includes the gaming platform, our merchandising, our validators, you know, NFT sales and royalty and things of that nature. And to us, you know, we are a decentralized business. It's probably easier to start low. So in the future, when we are a lot more robust and we're generating a lot more, you know, revenue, we do want to bump up those thresholds. So this is where our holders and our owners get a lot more than the 1% they're getting right now. Yeah, I guess the big picture gelato business model is like every time there's a game, 10% of the, the cost of playing that game goes to Gelato, and 3% goes to NFT holders, 7% goes for other uses on the platform, like funding our future games. And so, you know, and then Gelato also is going to make money when we do that staking as the house contract coming up and allow continuously available games against the house. Whenever people lose money, that ends up being in the house too. But most of that trickles down to NFT holders for um, the, the 10%, and then people who are staking their Gelato tokens at the house for the other money that happens to get lost. So, I mean, I guess... There are two sides yeah. of able uh, two two ways to get revenue that way. This is what your this is what your Discord's on fire with. This is staking as the house. You, can can you just give us a little bit more detail in that one? What exactly is staking as the house? Yeah, that's like the coolest thing about Gelato, in my opinion, is the idea that um people who hold a Gelato token can essentially play as the casino. You can be the house. You stake your Gelato tokens, and everyone stakes your Gelato tokens. That becomes this giant pool of money that is the house's money. And so when someone plays a game against a house, if he wins the game, like blackjack or slots or whatever, then that money comes out of the stake pool proportional to everybody's stakes. You might lose a little. If someone loses, then money goes into everybody's stake. Now, these are casino-style games. The odds favor the house. So in theory, as time approaches infinity and millions of games get played, that will slowly cause the stakers to accrue money. And because the gelato token's not inflationary, no one's like getting paid yields or anything for what we meant. It's just you know, pure house income, then everyone's getting real yields the more Gelato platform gets used. So you're almost like a, a part owner of the platform. You profit as Gelato profits. You probably want to tell your friends to get them playing too because the more people who play, the more you profit. I like the sound of that one, Bruce. Do you like that one? Staking is the house. Yeah, yeah it's also a smart, it's a smart way to create an incentive for referrals and yeah, a lot of things. One of the things we want to do eventually is we kind of call this a gaming liquidity pool. So in the future, most of the games on the Gelato platform will use staking of the house. So there's a lot more money to play with. But in the future, 
we want to open this up to other game developers. Let's say Raccoon's like, hey, we want to integrate Dice with Staking of the House. Now you have access to a lot more money than if you're doing it by yourself. Same way if some new person comes in, they want to integrate it, they can. We'll provide all the safeguards and basically uh, tools and everything to integrate it. But that's kind of where we see it going in the long term. If we have all these people besides Gelato using Staking of the House, now you're generating real yield for all of our GLTO holders across this ecosystem. So you would class that as uh, gaming as a service, right? That's what that would be, right? Gaming as a yeah, service? Basically, yeah, basically you know, a gaming liquidity service, uh, if you would call it. Yeah, big picture, if you think about it, like, I mean, Delato, we make a cool gaming platform, but like, you know, taking a step higher up, like we're almost like a Web3 software company. I mean, I think all of us are developing apps are. And so the more our contracts interwork with each other, and we like, you know, offer each other a bunch of open source or let people hook into each other's apps, like we're all kind of Web3 software companies right now. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what like Raccoon are. If you look at what Raccoons are doing now, they've just took like time out from the platform. I mean, I know they've updated it with a bit fresher UI, et cetera, but there's no more games or anything dropped for like what over six months now but in the meantime nft uh, marketplace has been built uh custom uh open minter editions being built for stargaze it's like yeah man the people that don't think you're like a fucking software company or app development company like they're off their fucking chops you know it's a craft right coding is a craft right brucey you got any questions for the guys before we move on to beast yeah well I just was wondering how it was for for Gelato and the guys to launch on Juno, and how it, how they what was the sentiment in the community and how was the devs and yeah, the process. I mean, I'll let Dana talk the technical side, but from the community side, like that's the thing that we fell in love with from the very beginning. Even when we first shared our initial screenshot and all of our progress. Work. The community was really fucking excited. Even like the Juno Core dev team, they would share you know our tweets and things like that. So we felt really loved. So we came to Cosmos specifically Juno because the tech is great. It's easy to use. It's built for developers. But we really stayed for the community. This made us go, hey, this is the right place for us to be. And because of IBC, we don't just see it as, hey, this is a Juno community and this is who supports us. We see it across the entire Cosmos ecosystem. I mean, Gelato is a Web three venture. We're not. We're not just going to be stuck in Cosmos, but I've like, across all the other crypto communities I've been at, Cosmos definitely has one of the best. Daniel, if you want to talk to him about the tech side and if it was easy or hard, I'll let you take that. Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm coming, I, I was coming from uh, working in Solana and um, a little solidity for, you know, Ethereum. And compared to that, from an engineering perspective, the, the, the paradigm of writing smart contracts for uh, Cosmos and Cosm Wasm uh, is a lot more similar to just how you would write um, the back end um, application for a traditional web um, web app. So if, you know, so the, the the patterns are very similar, and so it's it was easier to kind of you know understand the the, the development process, and um, you know the the community was fairly responsive to questions I had whenever I'd hit a, a roadblock. There was never any kind of insurmountable obstacle and um you know and then juno's value prop was to be the, the the kind of the general purpose contract execution platform you know in cosmos to uh that would exist in order to reduce congestion on the network uh because you know the idea is that um the cosmos hub at that time should be used more just as a like a transaction processing uh you know 
token moving tra- moving tokens around as a hub, you know, and so put all the uh, smart contract stuff that could po- possibly congest the network, put it on Juno. And so, you know, and, and also, I mean, choosing Juno made sense because what we're building was not strictly some kind of DeFi thing that would be put that we would put on a chain like Osmosis or um, some other chain or and, it, and at the same time, it wasn't a, a strictly NFT project. So it's not going to go on Stargate. So Juno just seemed like the natural fit from a, a technical uh, perspective. Um, and, it, you know, it's been. I wasn't, Daniel, I wasn't going to ask this, but it's killing me and I'm, I'm going to have to ask it now, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, actually... I think, I'm think you, uh, happy, I'm very happy you're going to take this question, Robo. This, Sorry, this wasn't... fumblingly. This wasn't on the list of questions, but I'm just wondering, guys, tell the truth. Recently, over the last few months, as a team, did you guys sit down and have the shall we move over to Polygon conversation or not? I'm just wondering if you sat down as a team and actually had that or if it didn't even come into your thought process. I tried. Do you want to take this one? I don't think we really thought about Polygon specifically. I mean, um, you know, but the IBC makes this easy. Like if we want to do NFTs, we can launch them on Stargaze. If, you know, we want to call Noise Network or just let mainnet for randomness, we can do that. So, I mean, if there comes a time where like it's advantageous to run a certain aspect of Gelato on another network, that's easy because of the IBC. And so, you know, like we're not married to any particular network as far as the front end user is concerned. When he goes to Gelato.io, he plays games. He has no idea what crypto stuff's happening in the background. So we just got to build where... The building is easiest and makes sense. And if, you know, we end up with more users building a certain place or a certain feature works better on a certain network, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do what's best for the platform. Because ultimately, there's like a bajillion L1s and like they're all their own little piece of Web3. It's not clear who's going to win the Internet war. So, you know, we just want to make sure that everything is built the way is best for Delato and uh, the front facing user. He's not going to know any different. And and specifically in regards to Polygon, no, we like... um we didn't talk about that. I mean, there's another L1 in Cosmos Archway. Some of you are probably familiar with it. That looks very promising, very interesting. They have a very good team and uh, good ideas. Um, so if something, you know, breaks down on Juno and we have to go somewhere else, that's going to be a strong candidate when, like, uh, I think in my mind. Um, in, in terms of Polygon specifically, the in, personally, the only thing that I ever, like, looked at there was um, there's an app. I think it's there. It's um, called Poly Market. It's a prediction market for just general ideas and, and beliefs. So, you know, it's not just restricted to stocks or elections. There's a whole bunch of different categories where people can kind of place bets on the future outcomes. And I always thought it would be nice to build something like that for Cosmos. Um, so whether we build that, I mean, most likely that, that would be built on Juno, um, but could be on another network. Um, one thing that you, would be nice. reason you guys have a haven't deployed on another network. Obviously, you know that uh, Raccoons put the uh, casino on Huawei. Uh, we were in talks with like Kujira. That looked like it was going to happen, but it's happening with Wheel uh, 100%. It's probably going to end up but it's definitely going on Archway. So I'm very surprised you guys haven't took the leap to another network already just for that extra liquidity, you know? Right now, we're still at the stage of building a lot of our foundations. Like one of the examples of this is our our site is entirely run on chain. So, like if you go to our lottery, our NFT raffle page, for example, and you do filtering and searching, that's all happening on chain. There isn't some you know back end database that we can access. So Juno is a perfect place to experiment and build these type of things. So right now, 
are primarily focused on building our tooling, some core games and things of that nature. Once we're at a better place like that, then we do want to spin off and maybe build a prediction market game or something on uh, Kujira C or something like that. From the very beginning, we stressed that, hey, we're not a Cosmos project. We are a Web3 venture. Cosmos Juno is a starting point for us, but we're definitely going to branch outside of this, even from the infrastructure point of view. Our infrastructure part of the company is doing very well. We're high up there on a lot of Cosmos chains. Very soon, we're going to be exiting Cosmos and start spinning up validators for AVAX, Polkadot, Ethereum, and things of that nature. So, you know, people think about migrating as a bad thing, but I think it's ultimately a good thing. As long as you can spread around and have everything connect back to your core site, this is how we can bring more traffic into the Cosmos ecosystem without people even realizing they're using Cosmos. Yeah, if you could tell me that we're going to get like 10 million users, if we go over to Polygon, we'd be at Polygon tomorrow. Because I mean... Like Gelato is very, very slightly in the black. Like, we, you know, the, the model works. It makes money. We just got to scale it. We need like, you know, 10 million users. If they're in Polygon, you know, great. So I just want to clarify mm-hmm. something, Ritzby. Did you say Lee exiting the Cosmos or are you going to expand out of the Cosmos? Sorry, I meant to expand right now, especially like for uh, our validators, for example, it's been primarily concentrated within a Cosmos ecosystem, but that's something we want to branch off and go outside of Cosmos as well, too. Same thing for NFTs. We recently launched a collection on Ethereum, got fully minted out pretty quick, was an awesome experience. And in the future, we'll build out games, too. So eventually, like today, we're not thinking about Polygon or other chains outside of Cosmos. But something that's on our mind and something we'll definitely do in the future. Yeah, I think it's a smart choice as a business to scale, right? We all want that. Exactly. Well, all right, I just want to let okay. Daniel speak and then I have another question, Robo. Then I give it back to you. Sorry, uh, no, I was just basically, I was going to concur with that from a business perspective. From my own personal selfish developer perspective, it would be nice to bring more people into Cosmos because I do think it is um, uh, superior, I would say, uh, both like uh, in a uh, kind of, in a, if it makes sense, like in a spiritual sense, like in, a, in the, the mentality and the attitudes of the people and the, the how, you know, I feel like the conversations and the personalities and the the desire to build things uh, is more genuine and it's more individualistic. And um, and like I said before, the technology and the, and the process of developing the software is, is really good, I think, and straightforward. And, you know, um, in building a lot of, in building like on Solana or building on Ethereum, there are all sorts of technical constraints that kind of um, pollute and, and and muddy the whole experience because you spend a lot of time just thinking about how to squeeze the smallest amount of like extra, you know, get the most bang from, from, uh, for your buck because of either high, uh, transaction fees or because there's a like ex- relatively extreme constraints on your, uh, so-called compute budget, you know, how, how complicated each, uh, contract execution can be. Um, Cosmos is a way more, or at least Juno is way more liberal in that respect. And so it's easier to build like realistic, scalable applications because they haven't gone crazy trying to prematurely uh, optimize it for, you know, absolute um, efficiency and it works. And um, I think it's, it's, and it's because it's also easy to communicate like the patterns of development. So personally, it would be great if I could like manage my time better and figure, you know, and go out to universities around New York city at least. And, 
maybe you know help introduce some of the students uh, to cosmosm uh, development and start you know it would be cool if we could incubate ideas out there and get you know the larger um, you know community uh, interested and uh, just knowledgeable about cosmos uh, you know. So from a business perspective, yeah, it makes sense. Go go scale, go in other blockchains that have more market cap and more users. But at the same time, I want, you know, Cosmos needs more attention in, in its growth than those other, uh, you know, networks because Cosmos is, seems to be a little bit smaller, you know, and, but at the same time, it has a lot of great ideas and a, a lot of, more of a collaborative spirit. So. I'm I lean towards like Cosmos as more of a Cosmos, I wouldn't say maxi, but I'm kind of like more of a, you know, hardcore supporter of Cosmos versus some other network. Are you a big Rust fan? I, I, I think Daniel, I think Daniel, you're still talking about scalability, right? You can scale the community that are using your mm -hmm. product, but you can also scale the like your reach. There's many ways to to do it, but I really like your perspective, Daniel. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sorry for cutting you off, Robo. And I got another question. Because when you launched on Juno, right? I remember sitting in the Red community, all in the all of us in the Red community, we were amazed of the love you got from the devs because we had a bit different experience when we launched. So how did you do that? Was it was it just because they like ice cream more than raccoons? Are we dirty? You remember that, Robo? <laughs> Are you talking about things like the Juno pull requests, uh, Juno swap pull requests, and stuff like that? Is yeah, that what you're exactly, to? exactly, yeah. and the vote in the DAO at the raw DAO and all that. I wouldn't say that Gelato got like loads of love right? because you, when you mention devs, you mean the Juno devs, the core one or whatever, right, or core two, yeah. I wouldn't yeah, exactly. say. That, I would say that just we got fucking zero help, which means that any help anybody else looked like looked like a lot more than what we were getting. No? Correct. Yeah, yeah, right on the fucking head. Then I wouldn't particularly say like I've seen like I don't know the Juno like upper echelon devs like I don't know like looking like doing things for Gelato or particularly favourable or anything like I'm sure Risby used to just been like left alone to do your own shit, right? Yeah, I mean they definitely were very helping, communicative, and again, I think this is a good thing to sort of see the evolution. Like Rack was here from the very beginning of Juno, you know, really from the start. And the type of help you got and the trials and tribulations you guys went through was a lot. We came into the scene, it was a lot easier for us. And hopefully the next set of team that comes in, it's a lot easier for them. And it sucked for people in the beginning, you got to go through all this shit. But this is what gives me confidence that Cosmos and Juno is doing well. Because every step of the way, every team that comes in, it gets easier and easier. I still remember all the fucked up things that we had to deal with when we first launched our app. And now it's way easier now. So... Hopefully we keep making progression and I'm happy that at least the Juno team, they are very, you know, even like I know Daniel worked a lot with Reef, we talked a lot with Max, just good people overall and that makes me happy. Yeah, Max, Reese, uh, Jake, Noah, I guess they're all absolute legends, right? Really, really good, helpful, nice people. Yeah, sometimes people get up on the wrong foot. Right, Brucey, are you finished your line of questioning yet? Because we haven't even got on a beast yet, and we need to be getting that nailed down, because this is half the reason for the interview, right? So, Absolutely. Absolutely, but I just want to let Daniel speak. I think I could feel he got something on his tongue. Me? Yeah, yeah, it's just because I saw you unmuted your bike, and <laughs> it was just uh, unmuted you know, for a while. I guess I was just thinking about what you are saying with the the 
you know, help from the community. And, um, you know, we did launch the token, the LP on osmosis first, maybe that, um, maybe they, they saw that and they wanted to, you know, get in on the fun and, and, uh, you know, get us on Juno swap uh, more eagerly. Uh, I don't know, but, um, you know, I don't know we, we opened up a, a telegram chat with them and it was pretty straightforward to get that set up. Uh, you know, they, um, I, I, I messed up actually through that process. So now there's like, I don't know, some non-negligible amount of gelato locked up in the Juniswap uh, rewards contract that I accidentally sent into that. So there were mistakes made, uh, but nothing too egregious. Um, and, you know, but one of the things that I, I did notice uh, as an engineer, you know, coming into uh, Cosmos was that there was a lack of high level mm, uh, documentation, like blog posts, examples, um like risk recipes when i was in solana there was a team working on the solana cookbook uh which you can access at solanacookbook.com and you can take a look at the layout there but it's pretty much just like what are the main things that you know people seem to have problems doing and what do they want to do and based on what they ask in discord and they created this cookbook that's basically a bunch of recipes for doing the most commonplace things that you know underpin 80 percent of what smart contracts do and you know it's just different you know it's like what are the common ingredients to most uh most smart contracts they're they're in this cookbook and it would have been useful uh, to have that kind of resource when i was getting started and and now there's like a area 52 i haven't looked too deeply into that but i'm really i did look you know briefly at it and that seems very helpful but one of the things that prevents developers from sticking with uh you know their experimentations on, on on cosmos is that lack of documentation because as soon as you if you if you have a full-time job and you you hit a, a, a roadblock on something and you can't no one responds to any questions anywhere you're pretty much just permanently stuck unless you want to spend every like remaining hour that you have after your your day job just struggling with something kind of in the dark you know so that discourages a lot of people a lot of people will just give up at that point so I think there's an under, yeah. It's not like they haven't got the money to pay someone to put docs together, because I mean, Jesus, we've just mm -hmm. seen the corridor salaries, and I mean, they've got 20, 26 people on an average of 370K each, three bloody HR people. It's like, oh, the numbers are, and, and you kind of get a good set of documents for something that's got, you know, mm -hmm. billions into it or whatever. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little, yeah I, I agree it's kind of um frustrating you know uh you know i i think when we did the juno prop earlier this year uh for you know we we put a prop out there to get some community funds from juno to develop the platform and and part of that in my mind maybe it could have been communicated more clearly in the proposition would would be was to get funds to be able to pursue you know to develop some of these do, uh document uh, forms of documentation and um uh, i guess it didn't get communicated very well um it's hard to communicate as a developer what you know people want to have want to give money to ideas that they understand something that makes sense from a cons consumer's perspective but as an engineer uh, and you know I, you know I, I i strongly believe that there's a lot of value in that like building the stuff that's under the hood you know that um that the, the common infrastructure the 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 building the the ability like if you have a firm foundation, you know, the, uh, 
it's like the mycelium, like a mushroom, you know, you build that, that mycelium network, you know, the underground network is like vast and intricate and the mushrooms are the apps in this metaphor, you know, but they're just like a small part. They're just the fruiting body of that mycelium. You know, I, there's a lot of conversation that. with you guys. It does not involve <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> I can't help myself. Uh, um, but yeah, you know, we like, there's, there's value in building the potential of a network, you know, in, in building the, the tools, the, the, the data that can be shared between applications and, and man, like, as well as the management of that data, which can be shared. Um, the, the smart contracts that allow people to build uh, front-end applications. You, you know, if, as a new developer, you come to Cosmos, you try to build an application, you, you get like a, a single web page up that hooks into your smart contract and, okay, that's a great first step, but now you'd want to scale it. Like we have lots of raffles, we have lots of lotteries. At first, we have no way, unless we just like basically create a whole traditional Web2 stack and dump all the data that's on chain. Also, we dump that into our database and into our backend server. Uh, there's no way to really keep track of all the smart contracts that we create. Each lottery, each raffle is its own instance of a smart contract. There's no way to keep track of that, though, unless you're going to create a whole Web2 stack around that, which kind of defeats the purpose of Web3 to some extent. And so you know, the so-called hybrid application. And it's all well and good to do that. And it's probably an expedient means to get your, your app done. But um, there should be tools that allow you to, to truly build, you know, and let me just say that without that ability to track all the different smart contracts, as a, as a consequence of that, you can't make listings. And every website, every web app, it has listings. You know, whether it's an e-commerce uh, website, a, you know, um, a website like ours, which lists all these raffles, if you have no way to query groups of data, then you can't list, you can't create pages that display that data, you know, and so, or, or sort them and allow you to order and filter them. So there's like, there's a, there's a fundamental lack of this tooling in Web3. And but big picture on that, Daniel, like if, if you're going to tell someone that ancillary to the development of the Delato platform, we're also making a really cool general purpose tools, like just the ability to list your smart contract, which doesn't exist before, you're still not going to get money from somebody who put his life savings mm -hmm. in $44 Juno. He's going to be like, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. And because, but they don't understand, but like a, there's a lack of understanding that that functionality is what's needed to allow other projects and teams to like instantaneously scale their toy application into something that can be used on, you know, by a lot, you know, into a real application, into something that's not I just. Mean, we could definitely thing. talk about it forever, but definitely would want to end this particular question on. I'm happy that as we solve these challenges, we literally open source all of our code. So someone's like, hey, oh, they do, you know, they're filtering and ordering and everything on chain. How do they do it? Go to our GitHub, our code for a contract that manages all other contracts exist, our ACL, even our lottery, our raffles, everything is open source. So as we build this cool stuff, we'll definitely give it away and hopefully mm -hmm. other people will see it and build more cool shit on, in this ecosystem. That's a great great plus point for you guys, mind. That's a great selling point is the open source uh, code, mind. In, in, especially in the Juno ecosystem, but in the wider, like, Cosmos IBC slash Atom Hub. Like, open, when you're open source, man, it's just a different ballgame, right? It absolutely is, and that's how you build and provide for the community that you build in. So, like, I think we all really, really appreciate that. Or at right. least we should, man. It's a gift. To all of us so thank you for that guys what do you know what do you know about beast 
Bruce, what do you know? What research have you done? Any? None? None. None. Well, you're going to find out. All, all I know is what is up in the tweet. In the nest. Okay. Right, okay. Uh, right, guys, let, let me get this straight. Is this right, right? Uh, and I don't know if it's a pivot. Uh, it might have been in the roadmap all along. Uh, are you are you guys pivoting into P2E? Is that correct? Yeah. I'll yeah, I would really say like... a bit. You know, in general, we are a software company. You know, we do games that are like casino like. We build general purpose tools, and for a long time, we also wanted to do a play to uh, earn type of game. So it's something we sort of thought about when we created Gelato. We're like, hey. We kind of want to focus on a lottery stuff and the gambling stuff for it because it's easier. It'll help us get deeper into Cosmosm. Now that we're kind of at a good place, we're like, hey, we feel confident that we can build complicated but like really good smart contract. This is kind of where like Beast sort of comes in. We figured, hey, we have all the tools, we have everything we need. Let's get it out there. And since we've announced this play to earn game, it's been really awesome to see like how excited people are for something like that. I'm actually really surprised there isn't already a game like this within the Cosmos ecosystem. Well, bro, I've got few few set of select questions for this one, and, and I, I, I don't know how the three can answer. Anybody, you know, jump in. My first question was, have you had to increase your team, or are you doing it like uh, in-house yourselves? We're actually expanding the team specifically just for this game. So we put out a couple of Indeed uh, job postings and other places. And we have well over like 700 plus candidates that are applying for all the different roles we have from Illustrator, full stack, uh, smart contract. So we are expanding the team specifically for Gelato Monsters Unleashed. We need to hire someone to go through the resumes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there's a good there's a good rule for that when you get all of those resumes, right? Uh, any resume that doesn't begin with an objective goes in the no-no pile. If you don't know how to write a resume in this day and age, then you're fucking wasting your time, right? Dude, I'm saying, man, I think every day I must review like 50 to 60 resumes and dude, they're like in my dreams now. Oh, bro, and, and these modern resumes are so terrible. Honestly, when I see people with these like colorful ones and all of these, like an infograph, I'm like, bro, I'm going to put that in the bin. I don't want to look at that shit. I, I want A4, right? I want Arial 12. I want everything justified. I want my eyes to be able to scan quickly. I didn't want bloody rainbows on that in the corner. Anyway, right, you've increased the team. That's one thing I wanted to know. Uh, right, guys, I heard you mention the name. Just give us a little quick overview of, of what the game's going to be. And then Beast, I want to figure out, I want to find out who's done the tokenomics for it. And is it just a, a single token game or is it going to be like an in-game in token and a governance token, right? So what's the name of the game? And just give us a quick overview of what it's about. Since Try is working so hard on the uh, white paper, which should be public very soon, Try, do you want to take over giving the overview? Uh, the official name, I guess, is Gelato Monsters Unleashed. Uh, brief, I guess, you know, uh, the game mechanics are in flock. This is an idea that's kind of perpetually been on the Gelato back burner. Like, um, you know, obviously we wanted to put Gelato out first. It's literally in the name, Gelato. And then we wanted to get out some familiar casino games, staking is the house, you know, actually get the gaming platform going. And doing that, we also put out a lot of cool NFT series we've looped into our platform and kind of shown, I think, Gelato's NFT chops really well. So... Something like this kept getting pushed, you know, and but it's always kind of been on the back burner as a really cool game, just kind of more complex. But now seems like a good time for because we have a, a, a larger community, people have seen kind of a lot of NFTs and like what we do. 
So the main idea here is um, uh, essentially simulated battles or other activities, games, or puzzles using creatures represented by NFTs. You start out buying, for example, an egg. We're going to release like a series of a thousand Genesis eggs. These will have like a hatching timer. Like it'll turn to a creature within anywhere from like a day to three years, depending on like how, how rare of the egg it is and how rare of a creature you get. Now, obviously, nobody's got time to wait three years for this crap to happen. So there are other NFTs you can buy that can use to shorten your hatching time or put more attributes on your eggs, things like that. And so it kind of makes a continuous market where you buy like potions or some other thing you use to like make your eggs better or worse you get your creature along that same bet once you have a creature there are other nfts you can buy to augment your creature and make them better and v1 will have mostly just like simulated battles either against other players or maybe computer generated opponents and a very basic system we haven't really fleshed out the game mechanics like i said it's been kind of on the back burner and that's why we're hiring more people is you know when you have a a bunch of creatures a bunch of attributes we're gonna need like illustrators we're gonna need people to help come up with the game mechanics and Maybe source some of that to the community. But yeah, that's a general idea. Is egg, you augment it, get a creature, you augment it, and then you battle other creatures. And in doing that, you earn the beast token. We're having a new in-game token. That's going to be spent for most of the game activities. Um, you'll, you'll buy NFTs with it, like, you know, potions and stuff for your monsters. And every time you trade creatures or be like a beast royalty, we'll um, capture some of that, burn some of that. And the beast token is the main token. But since this game is also happening on the Gelato platform, we're using the Gelato token as governance for it. So if someone wants to change the burn rate or vote on a game mechanic or something, that'll be done through Gelato governance. Plus, people who stake their Gelato tokens as the house, that's one way to earn Beast tokens in addition to gameplay. I guess that's kind of the, the four and a half minute summary of Beast. Any questions? No, that, that, do you know something though? Like that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, you know what? They've already got a governance token. Like, like, why would you create a new one just for a game when you've already got like Gelato there that can be used as that? Because I do know that uh, P2E, uh, like game mechanics and tokenomics, can be an absolute nightmare, can't they? We've seen like several like crazy examples with like you know low portion, blah blah blah. Getting that balance right between the right tokenomics and then in-game and governance as well. It's a fucking very difficult challenge, right? Something that well, takes that, a lot of thought. If something goes wrong, for example, like, you know, our beast tokens hyperinflating or people are grinding a certain way or something, then there's a lot of who can be used for governance. Like, we need to increase the burn rate on every NFT transaction or we need to distribute things a little differently. And, like, the game parameters can change. I had, there is a 100% chance that we will get things wrong in the first implementation and things are not going to go right with tokenomics. And that's why it's changeable. So, is the uh, I've seen you you guys doing uh, airdrops for like certain NFT collections. Is the the airdrop? Uh, is it designed or the thought process behind dropping this token? Is that people will engage like in the game in the NFTs if they've got like a share of the token kind of thing, right? Yeah, that's the idea. Is um, it's going to go to holders of some of the primary IBC coins, but also we're we're going to take maybe five of the biggest. I guess you call them blue chip Cosmo NFT collections. If you own a certain number of those, we're going to airdrop to those people as well. Because if you're, if you're, you know, balls deep in NFTs, you're more likely to be involved in this game. You'll be more interested in it. So yeah, our airdrop is kind of carefully considered. We want to have gelato NFTs, blue chip NFTs, and primary IBC assets. Yeah, I thought that because I was thinking like it's the holders of the NFTs and stuff that will be interested in other NFTs and like getting into gaming, right? There is no culture like NFT culture. These people are crazy. <laughs> One of the other things we wanted to do is to keep everything fair, and that's why 
within our airdrop, it'll be generally available to people staking on any validators. There's a reason why we included blue chip NFTs as well, too, is I see way too many projects that launch like, hey, we're going to reward just our users and hopefully all our prices pump. Our goal isn't that. We want to get the beast token and the eggs and other NFTs that we're going to launch in the hands of as many people as possible. If you know Gelato, great. You have a small, you know, boost in chance of getting more. But if you don't know Gelato, we want you to be able to stumble upon this and be like, hey, what is this cool shit? Why do I have this rare looking egg in my wallet? And sort of learn more about us and what Beast is about. Yeah, worst case is that guy never uses his egg. My rare egg becomes more valuable. Well, something I did want to ask you guys about that's that's relevant to this as well would be when mobile, because I I, we, I feel like Rax has been like the slots and that, like we've been on mobile for like ages. But I mean, I keep having to like go on the computer to buy me raffle tickets and stuff like that, right? Like why? Why am I not? It or not? We've actually been mobile for the last three months or so. So we have full Kepler integration. You should be able to you know use the entire Gelato platform through mobile now. Really? Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that, dude. Uh, I, I was talking about like, yeah, if you go on like where you can see like the apps on the browser page, like on Leap or Co- uh, Cosmos Station, like because I use the tablet like for the slots all the time on something like Cosmos Station, you know, just when I'm out in the garden. But yeah, man, buying my lottery, uh, buying my raffle tickets for the NFTs, like through the mobile or the tablet, would be fantastic. Like, but uh, Cosmos Station, dude, IBC Wallet, yeah. They answered the within five days of the pull request being sent. We were on their platform, yeah, on the browser. Yeah, right now we wanted to start with whatever had the most amount of traffic, which is Kepler. So we have full Kepler support on mobile now. But the other two we want to add is Cosmos Station and Leap Wallet. We already were already talking to Leap Team. So once staking of the house is done, like Daniel's at the very end of that, then we're going to look to provide other uh, mobile support for the app. Ah, dude, I'm, I think I get, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So I have to go on Gelato through my browser on my phone or, or tablet. Then I'll just use like the Wallet, uh, <laughs> wallet Connect to Kepler, yeah? Exactly. Yep. Right. And integrating Leap should be pretty straightforward too. They, they Leap designed their um, their system so that it's pretty much um, could be like a drop-in replacement for Kepler. So the the code that I'll need to write to make that happen is relatively small. Which is which is great. Well, we've got no chance of getting on Kepler's browser. I mean, obviously we can support it through the uh, browser, but I think just having those like uh, the ability to go on your wallet, just go to the browser, click straight on that application. I mean, I I use I think ninety nine percent of me doubt out stuff just through the tablet or the mobile because like I say, I'm out in the garden most of the time in Thailand. You know, like I, I like to do as much as I can on mobile where I can, and just I don't know. Bruce, would you say there's a big difference between the browser version of Rack.bet and then the version on, like, say, Cosmos Station or something, yeah? Quite I only use desktop, bro, for my shit. I really, really, really try to have as little work on my phone as possible because when I work on my phone, I end up having my work with me all the time. So, yeah, I do all my crypto on my desktop as well. As well. We're talking about work. I'm talking about playing the fucking slots. What you're talking about, you Raj Packard? Work. <laughs> playing the slots as he's work. Now he's a professional gambler as Bruce, you know? <laughs> didn't didn't you know, bro? Gotta make some money, man. Uh, since yeah. we're getting on time, I did want to drop a quick alpha, something we haven't talked about for beef. But since we're going to have a thousand Genesis eggs, each of these eggs are going to have something uh, special it's going to have a very unique uh, DNA. And what this means is in the future, 
when additional eggs and monsters are created, each of these monsters and eggs are going to inherit DNA from one or more Genesis eggs. So whenever a new creature uh, inherits DNA from a Genesis egg and that creature is sold on the marketplace, a percentage of the royalty will go to Genesis egg holders. So basically, if you hold these eggs and let's say two years from now, there's a thousand plus monsters using some of the Genesis egg DNA, then they'll get a continuous uh, royalty on that too. But all that information will be in our white paper, which we'll hopefully release super soon. That's pretty cool, that, because that's one of the, the most contested subjects in NFTs is royalties, isn't it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> How can I, guys, can I ask you a quick question there? Just, I don't, don't want to deviate, but Stargaze and the 10% royalties that Don saw was screaming about at the top of his voice. What do you think about 10% as a royalty? Do you think it's looking like now where we are in the industry? Do you think it's too much or about right? I think that's perfectly fine. Like, what's wrong with that? I mean, that's one of the things that drew me and I'm sure other people to NFTs is the fact that you can create something, throw it out there, and for the rest of your life, you know, as long as the chain is going, earn some type of good, you know, general uh, passive income. So I think 10% is perfectly fine. Anything more than that, I think might be a little excessive. I think on Cream Queens, we added a 20% royalty, but only because we airdropped 100% of that supply. So we never made any money off the initial sale. But I think high royalty is a perfectly fine thing to have. It kind of motivates the artist and team to build more content in the future because, hey, if your old series are doing well and you have great ideas, now build more stuff and continue to earn passive income. I'd almost say 10% is a minimum because when it comes to like NFT trading, we have like digital artwork and content. Like that's not the kind of thing like, you know, like a currency where it's just constant high volume trading back and forth all the time. I mean, let's like, you know, your collection a million big and are super cheap or something. And that's not really the point of NFTs. Like, I think with NFTs, 10% is almost like a minimum royalty just to be worth doing for a content creator. I'm, I'm not sure. I've, um, I'm not sure about the, this, this whole discussion, but personally, I just created a, a collection and I put the royalties at 3%, but also a I think it depends, collection. It, it depends on who you are and where you're coming from. And, you know, are you a professional artist? Are you, are you not like what? what's motivating the NFT collection. And um, it, I think in just in general, it's nice that, you know, there is this mechanism to allow uh, people to continually, you know, profit from their work in a way that increases their own, like uh, financial independence and autonomy in this world, you know, uh, and the more that that's true, the less that talented people have to go uh, and, you know, submit to uh, some kind of, traditional employment that uses all of their, you know, skill, time and uh, effort to do some, you know, to, to build some random, you know, business product or something that, you know, doesn't really activate the passion of that individual person. Like I, I know in New York, they're playing people come here and they, they, they want to do, they want to be an artist, you know, they want to, they have some kind of artistic ambition, but then, you know, reality hits and then they're trapped doing some, you know, doing something that's completely unrelated to art, you know, either it's in an office or it's bartending or it's your secretary or they're, they're at, a, at a museum or, you know, they, they, they don't get to actually do their art because it's just financially prohibitively difficult to live here and uh, do that kind of thing. So the, to the, to the extent that it helps those people, I think it's a great, a great innovation uh, to have these kinds of, uh, you know, royalty schemes. Cause I think it's, it's a way that we can are- 
like they're an oddity though like you if someone buys my nfts because he loves them so much and he holds them forever mm -hmm. i stop making money on them but i want him to buy my nfts and love them yeah. so much so I, mean, I don't I, I don't i guess we haven't seen there's a lot of things you can do with nfts but i haven't seen the kind where like there's just this rapid fast high volume trading like people buying and selling bitcoin yeah. like that generally at least to date hasn't happened with nft collections so it seems like for royalties to be a money maker you got to set a decent chunk for that a number mm -hmm. and and then like i said it's counterintuitive because i really want loyal holders to not sell them but you know i also want them to sell them so i make money so i don't know mm. True. Yeah, the, I mean, in the conversation that uh, I, I, actually it's a couple of conversations over a period of a few weeks. One of the things was like, you know, when you've got these like 10k piece collections, say like bad kids or something, yeah, like having like, I don't know, like, you know, a flat 5% or 3%. Or but when then you've got an artist like someone like Maria, who's, you know, sitting down and crafting these pieces or something. Well, Maybe like those kind of like standalone artists, they can charge like a higher commission or a royalty. That was a bit of the consensus that people were kind of coming around to, you know. I'm not an artist, so I don't think really royalties are something I should comment on, you know. You know, it's weird. Like, I hear a lot of conversations about royalty, but I don't I never hear a normal person ever talk about it. No one ever buys an NFT and says, oh my God, there's like a 10% royalty on this. I'm not buying this shit. You just buy it, and it's mostly the content creators and other creators that kind of have an opinion on what this percentage should be. I mean, at what, what stage do, do royalties piss off uh, a buyer and a seller, you know? Well, not particularly a buyer, but a seller. At what stage is it, you know, like, is it is it when it's like 100k stars, is it going to piss you off? Or when it's 1,000k stars, do you not give a fuck, you know? I wonder if it's, like, dependent on factors like, like that in people's own minds, you know? Like, when you buy it, though, you're right. When you mint it, you didn't think of royalties at all, do you? When you mint no, it, the royalty is like the risk factor. You know, if I'm going to buy something, then I have to think about okay, what? Well, how much does the floor price have to go up before I can sell it to make what I'm going to, you know, spend in a royalty back? And I mean, NFTs, like you know, you always got to worry about that because there's a fluctuating floor price and low trading liquidity. Because, like I said, it's not Bitcoin, so I mean, it's a, it's a funny market. Well, guys, because uh, I'm I'm always very conscious of the time, and I know you guys are busy guys, right? But uh, something I did want to ask. And, and, you know, if you didn't want to talk about it, it's up to you. In hindsight, looking back, very good move. Uh, burning that, like, last percent of the collection, yeah, uh, that didn't mint out. How how easy was it to come to that decision? Like, did you just come to the decision as a collective, or was it just one day, I don't know, Daniel Watton or Risby Watton, and went, right, come on, let's do it and move on? How did you just come to the decision, and then what was it like getting to that decision? I think that was always on the back of my mind. It's, to me... People who hold our NFTs are already getting payouts and it's getting bigger and bigger every month. You know, our platform is growing, so the potential is there. So ultimately, I kind of view it as, hey, this collection has been out there for a while. If you, if you haven't minted one or you don't hold one, it's kind of on you. We're going to reward the people who have been holding. So that's the reason why when we created Series 1, it was already in my mind, hey, if you don't mint after a certain amount of time, we'll burn it. This is where we reward, we reward the people who have held. And that's kind of mentality I'm going with. Same thing with Series 2. I think we're like a 75% minted. Some people still haven't heard about us. And ultimately, we're going to burn that, move the last 25% if it's still there to Bitcoin ordinals. And the people who have held who minted and bought Series 2 early, their payout's going to be much bigger now because the overall supply is smaller. So, you know, I guess to answer your question, it's been on our mind. So... Definitely not easy burning stuff, but we think it's definitely the best way to reward people 
who got in early and who believe in the project. Oh, strategically, it looks like a great move. I mean, these are the kind of things that I study, you know, like these are the kind of things that the lessons I want to learn in blockchain, uh, especially the more I'm going to be integrated more in my life, et cetera. I mean, I do want to eventually be fucking full time. I know it's just as a mouthpiece, but you still need to know what's going on, you know, but these are the kind of things that I think are really important that the community fucking like to know, but very, very smart move. Like when you look at it holistically now, yeah, your floor prices shot up, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think a lot of times people forget, like people come in and they want to build a project or they want to do something crypto related. But at the end of the day, it's all basic business. It doesn't matter if you're building on Web 1, Web 2, Web 3, you know, have a random shop in Vietnam somewhere. It's all economics, you know. So as long as you can think about it from that perspective, it does help us make a lot of these decisions that are kind of paying off for us. Like, you know, in the very beginning, the fact that we're like, hey, instead of doing validators, Next year, let's do them now. Let's get it up there. And because of that decision, we're making great passive income that's helping you know us develop more and keep the platform up and running. So, yeah, just gotta do things that are good for business, and those things should you know generally you know be positive for your holders and people who support you. Dude, I didn't realize how quickly you guys had accelerated your validator operations. When I looked at the list, I got a fucking shock. Like I was like, whoa, where did all of these come from? <laughs> validators in the active set across cosmos right now yeah we're up to nine aren't we yeah plus we have two inactive ones yeah now i was writing our original roadmap and i put our validator like you know when Rizvi's like we're gonna do a juno validator right now and i'm like wow nine <laughs> months early i like that one of my life models i like to live by is think big move fast you know all you need is someone else to come in and sort of take something from you and i'm not going to give people that opportunity if I have a proper mo, you know, proper time to dive in and take something, I'm gonna do it, and I hope other people do that as well. But you guys thing, like you know, just pulling the trigger now as opposed to like waiting another year or something. So let's roll out this other stuff first. Like we you know, just you're, like, you, every time like Risby's like, let's do it. We know we're gonna have to start doing a bunch of work. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys get any uh, legs up? Any help out with uh, like uh, delegations from many like renowned people or big accounts or any whale accounts or anything? Did you just get any help out? Uh, no, I don't yeah. think so. I think most of our stuff has been community-based. I definitely don't know of any big whales delegating with us. Yeah, we got a, mm -hmm. a Genesis delegation for noise, but I think that's our first, like, not just a normal community person. Whoa, wait a minute. That's your first, is that your first foundation delegation, is it? For NOIS, yeah? For noise, yeah? Wow. Actually, no. The, just to correct, it's Jackal and noise. So oh. we were oh, yeah, Jackal too, yeah. for both. Yeah, I can't get the Jackal on Kepler, so I sometimes forget. It'll we still pretty good, though, because I know there's teams out there that are, like, literally operating just on foundations and nothing else, right? And they seem to get them all the time as well. That's fucking, that's decent, that, Bruce, isn't it? Nine active and uh, two inactive. That's fucking big number. So are you inactive on Atom, are you? Yeah, we had a plan with Adam. We're going to actually submit a prop to increase the active set. But then the Adam people, a lot of big P names, just asked us, wait till after IBC is done. It's not the time to add new validators. and. We don't want to be that guy who, like, you know, stomps on them anyway. So we're, we're holding off on trying to increase the validator set for that. Like, I think um, if the set goes up by a certain number of places, we have enough community people sitting on their atom that they don't want to delegate an active that we might be able to get there. Oh, bro, the ICF and that crew, right? They make, like, the, the House of Representatives look like Disneyland, don't they? Jesus, that's one world I wouldn't want to be involved in, I'll tell you, for Christ's sake almighty. Jesus, they're rotten to the core. I know you guys can't see anything, so don't worry about that unless you anyone wants to. 
just be diplomatic. I know you guys are gonna be right. Hey, uh, yeah, like, like you know, five dollars each, like in twenty twenty or something, you know, and it did well. Then it went back down, but I'm still feeling profit on that. And so, as for you know, the, the inner workings and all the politics of Cosmos, and only since coming on the Twitter have I seen most of the politics. Like you know, I keep my head down on that stuff. It's not a bad move, to be honest. So I'm hearing about politics New York. Good, sorry. Go ahead. I'm hearing about last week, Bruce. We've been hearing some stories, but we've been hearing Risby's the man, right? Oh, absolutely, man. People in uh, NYC, they like Risby. That's the word on the street, at least. Dude, I love all the people. It was so awesome seeing all these creators and random people. Just, I, I love the New York City of the hub for crypto, and I just hope this hub just continues to grow here. I've talked to like four people already in the last like what three days or something since Friday, and I'm like, oh, who did you meet? Where was it? And everyone's like, ah, oh, Risby was the man. Risby was the man. <laughs> what party did I miss out on? What's going on here? You know? But it looked amazing. Like there was some really good, like good looking events and stuff. Yeah. Right, Brucey. How we're doing? How we're doing on our list of questions? We haven't done too bad, have we? I think we've been doing pretty good. Getting the lads all the way around almost. I have I have one question though, but that's more like a creative gift for for Chilado if they want to use it. You reckon the lads have had some fun tonight? Oh, what, Brucey? We try to have a good interview, no? Try to make people relaxed, right? I think yeah, 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 absolutely. And I also think this space gonna onboard a bunch of new developers to Juno. But uh, let's hope so. Hey, if you got any fun ideas for us, we're always happy to explore stuff. So okay, yeah, here it goes. It's just it's just an idea for a character if you're gonna do more NFTs. And it's an animal too if you're gonna do something with whatever. But when Daniel was talking about the uh, the process of coming up with the name Gelato, I was like, why don't you make a character that's called Risk Otto? Like a wombat that likes to take risk and gamble or something. Yeah, that's great. Our artist is actually in here, so I hope, Skrilla, you're listening. That actually sounds fucking awesome. I love it. Oh, is that your artist down there, yeah? Do they want to come up and speak, yeah? Uh, I, I think he actually that. might be at work, but, you know, if he wants to come up, he can, but probably won't. He's a little camera shy. Yeah, man, our, our little uh, dude's down there, and the, uh, he's listening in, in the Fiat Mine, his old Ambedo there, our, our little artist. He's been knocking out some pieces, Risby. We've got a uh, rap dropping this week, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if people are looking for any type of phrase or anything that they could use in the future, definitely think ice cream. You know, I feel like ice cream is always good. Well, dude, this kid, you never know what's going to come out of his mind. Wait till you see the stuff that he's uh, put together for this rap. So Finn, Terra Spaces, yeah, he's done a rap called Imagine the Smell. Uh, his voice edited me into it a little bit. And then Ambedo's done this like piece of artwork. Oh, that's ridiculous. They're going to drop like an album or something eventually, man. I don't even know what's going on at the minute, Risby. It's getting crazy, this Rack FM shit. Yeah, I was excited to be here today. Like Rack FM, like we've hit the cosmos big time. Oh, bro, when our devs... Oh, that's very sweet. Very flattering. Bro- Soon as our devs are free, we've got a, a, a kind of wait to do the Gelotto uh, X Rack Lottery on uh, raccoon.bet. So this is going to be insane, and hopefully we'll be able to link up with you guys so the tickets can be sold through like both of our websites, yeah? That should be That's the beautiful thing about the IBC, though. It's like you just have a smart contract and different front ends, and anything can hook into anything. Like That's you know, like the crux of Web3, if you ask me. Bro, I can't wait. If, if like the literally, they've got such like serious deadlines now with the uh, better version of the uh, 
Sorry about the dog, it's my neighbours. One minute, go inside. <laughs> Once they finished, uh, well, the better version's got to be done, what, Bruce? Two weeks, right? And they had 21 days to release the custom minter for Stargaze. So it's like, it's really like the working weekends, like all day Saturday, all day Sunday at the minute. So I didn't want to disturb anybody until like they've dropped like the main parts. But yeah, man, the minute they're free, I kind of wait to do this like a uh, joint, joint event thing. Maybe we'll be able to get based on the platform or something. I don't know. So we'll be able to sort something out, guys. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's incredible. My dream would be nothing more than to work with you guys. You guys kind of inspired Gelato to sort of be, and that would be crazy. I hope when you guys are free, we could definitely do something together. Oh, Risby, what do we say? Stronger together, right? I want everybody in the community. I probably do have to head off soon. Uh, I got another meeting coming up, but man, I fucking love just being here, and I love listening to Rack FM every morning while I'm getting ready and stuff. Guys, it's been an absolute, honest to God, pleasure to dear. This is something I've been looking forward to a while, and I was like, there is been a few weeks ago, like, like, we'll have to get the team on, man. This has been a good day, a good interview, Bruce, right? When uh, Finn edits this, it'll be a good laugh. Anything you want Absolutely. to say, Bruce, with the guys? Is that my cue to start know. saying things we'll have to edit out or something? Oh, <laughs> do Finn, give some real production. If you go to ratfm.org, uh, Finn created, like, the landing page for us, yeah? It'll divert you to the page on Terra Spaces, but bro, you'll, if you listen to any of the beginnings he's been doing lately, they are fucking amazing. Like, he's like, he's not even in the spaces, but he's having like conversations with Bruce, like with his editing. It's just really, really clever work. Like, but yeah, man, Risby, uh, all of these guys, honest, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've learned loads about you, the project, really interesting, very, very articulate and uh, affable guys. Like, so thank you very much. Yeah. When you launch the game, I'll be looking forward. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. I'm I'm more uh, I'm more coherent in the morning, it seems, than in the evening. So you got lucky. So all that coding you do, Daniel. <laughs> I, know. I, know, I mean, I I already got my workout this morning. I came back, jumped in the shower, and jumped on Twitter Spaces. Morning, people. Did we lose oh, Robo by any chance? Hopefully, they didn't get rugged. I think so. I thought. I, th- I thought it was me that got rugged. But yeah, I guess I'm talking and no one's listening. He'll <laughs> eventually figure it out. Bro, I got rubbed. I kind of believe that. And then I got rubbed right at the end by Twitter. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. Elon so, Musk has it out for you. I was just saying so that. I, I was just saying thank you guys. I really appreciate his coming on. And uh, hopefully, when you drop the game, you'll be coming on to uh, have a conversation with us again, right? Oh, 100%, man. We look forward to it. Thank you so much for having us. No, yeah, we don't like to make promises, Risby, but isn't the vague, barely you know, tenable ETA September? Uh, yeah, for V1, but we'll definitely talk more about that after the white paper comes out. Good luck, guys. Okay, all- I, I didn't say that then. <laughs> good, good luck in all your endeavors, yeah? And I mean that from the rap gang, yeah? 100%. Thank you for that. And with that, I will see you guys later. It was such a pleasure being here. No worries. Take care, Risby. Right? Take care, fellas. Watch what you're doing, yeah? Take care. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for coming. An excellent Thanks. interview, Brucey. I love that, matey. Great. Smart guys, man. Absolutely. Oh. Hardworking as well, man. We've got some business plans. Articulate and affable, dude. It's so easy to get along with, man. Honestly, I'm telling you, like, Risby's such a fucking really, really good kid. Like, proper heart of gold, like, Real heart of gold, and I, and I can tell you that. Like raccoons, guys, raccoons have uh, had like a, a a kind of donation for what we're trying to do. 
like uh, from Gillette. Oh, we're just sitting in it at the minute. We're not doing anything, but we're going. That's what we're going to like use for the the lottery giveaway. When we do the mint, the wheelchair mafia on stars, then one of them is going to go uh, to one of the raffle tickets. One of the five hundred and fifty-five people. Uh, we are going to be doing like really interesting things, like for our community, like with what we've got. We've got four NFTs, yeah, uh, different ones. But like we're we're just waiting. We're not in a hurry, like bro. Sorry. But there's there's lots and lots of things in the pipeline for us, like so fucking much, man. Everybody's just working so hard on their own individual thing and also on a rack thing. It's beautiful. It's just buzzing in the GC, man. Shit, bro. And I said the fucking secret word at the beginning, but I'm gonna have to fucking say it again as well. Uh, I forgot Rizby was gonna drop it, and I forgot to ask him because we were talking about that much. I've just had a no, quick. No, he did drop it. Yeah. I haven't got, I dropped it earlier, yeah, but dude, I haven't got the link yet. Uh, RJ got back to me this afternoon, said, I'll get you the link over, blah, blah, blah. The new banner looks class, et cetera, et cetera. Then he never got back to me. But it's all ready to go. So it's already like loaded on Omniflix. The minute that, we'll have to just extend this one, yeah. But yeah, man, guys, when it comes up the secret word, it'll be ice cream. I'll timestamp the couple of times I said it in the uh, space anyway. Rage Bruce, should we wind down? Fucking hell, I'm done here. Yeah, let's do it, man. I need to go out and buy some cigarettes as well. Long show, mate. Long show. So, guys, yeah, we haven't got the link from Omniflix. Never mind. We'll have it up in at least the next like, 24 hours or something like that. Or I'll ask them to send it to Bruce while I'm asleep. Thank you all very much for being in attendance. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. An hour of shit talking and then gelato. It's been kind of interesting. I think like I learned a lot about them. Uh, guys, we are back uh, with the NFT roundtable, uh, which will be tomorrow, but it will be 9 p.m. EST, so it's a late show on the Eastern Coast. 6 p.m. is it on PST, yeah? Uh, so it's 8 a.m. in the morning for me on Wednesday, so I'm not going to be around probably tomorrow night. Probably Bruce will be doing his usual Tuesday show, I would think, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. And then uh, that will be your breakfast show tomorrow, and then you'll be seeing me tomorrow night with Lex from Passage as our guest moderator. That should be a fucking great show. And then apart from that, guys, we're going to do a 4.20 special on Thursday. Bruce is trying to line up check, but that's not proven too easy. And uh, we'll be doing a St. George's Day takeover all day on Sunday with all the Brits, which should be fucking hilarious. Like, that's going to be good crack. So anyway, from all of us at Rack FM, guys, we love you loads. Thank you very much. Time and time again, come and listen in. Hope you enjoy the show. Wish you all the best. Thank you, Bruce, and good night. Good night, everybody. Nice. I'm going to tell you something. When the world starts to get really bad and these mugs out here robbing, you're going to love digital currency. All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning, and I'm all like, I'm sitting back just having fun in the sun, and then I'm like one out of a hundred, I'm just building up on it. So some of everything we built are in the last hundred upsets, you're getting salty, feeling faulty, you ain't no man. I keep robo here, grinning ear to ear, throwing up anarchy, smoking toiletries, spitting philosophies. Look at the dossier, we rack like geology, there's layers to this shit, like it's sedimentary. All these little onion peels getting torn off and buried, imagine the smell. That shit is a vital experience without knowing. Now you will not survive, period. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking trip, man. Jimmy, if you Jimmy, if you listen to this, right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death, like on a spaceship of a life, you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house soon. I swear to God, man, I've got fucking loads of weapons and my dogs, man. Mate, you just a little rat, man, go on. 
fuck off, man. Do one. Harmony. Me and Nilga, one, do you love for a fucking job? You fucking idiot. You've just been fucking at the best. Fuck off. Try to change the course of the portion philosophy I'm just here for the corporation sponsor But bottomy feels like I won the lottery Like I'm ghosting this pottery Chill, Demi Boy, the shit's supposed to be haunting If it wasn't, ain't no puzzle You would try to train your muscle Air dropping like a fatal hustle But the pay is buzzing Think of all the loss of crew Just to pick up off the tricky custom I figured all those sub downs Would make up for something I guess it just goes to show The fuck do I know? At least it's quiet over here I like my little silo It's better than watching them fight Over how to divide my time between Sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zapdos and Mole, they shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash phone bang, they feeling like paparazzi Snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, meteora jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We rapping a lot of pay dirt Maxing out relayers Imagine the smell, five dollar wrench to your Darth Vader It's, it's really funny uh, to us at Binance That everyone here is talking about uh, blockchain attack. We know who all the validators are. We know, we know where they live. And we're going to their house. We have a range, a big range. And we will attack them at the range. And then we will take their validator node physically and put it in a truck and drive it to China. Right, so this is an extension of the, the activities you performed on, on BTC, right? Uh, funding and creating these massive uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to Lunk uh, in order to take over the chain, is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's no uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, Balaclava, and they have wrench, and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. They are usually very fat and they're usually uh, in the shower with, you know, with trying to wash their mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes. So it's very simple. We just walk in and we take it. But if there is someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer, we, uh, we hit them with the wrench really, really hard. And then they say, stop, don't do that again. And we say, that's okay. Just give us your validator note, and then they give it to us, and we drive it to China. Alright, I know, I know, just come. Silence! Thank you. Sorry for yelling. I'd like to introduce you to something a little different, something I like to call Rack FM Behind the Cans. This is the part of the show that they were like, uh, oh, we're Steven Spielberg directors now, so we're gonna tell this guy how to do his job. Oh yeah? Well, guess what? It's my job. I do it how I want to do it. So now, proudly present to you the first hour of Rack FM, the Monday Madness show. I think my my favorite part about this is that it took them an hour <laughs> to get their show started, our show, excuse me, took them an hour to get our show started. And then they're just like, oh yeah, Finn will just deal with this. And then like, didn't give me time codes. Okay, maybe he, he gave me time codes, but that was Monday right now. It's Friday, April 21st, the day after 420 and a week later. And I have probably fucking Alzheimer's, so I don't remember shit. 
So if you're going to like give me a time code, you better DM that shit to me. And then when I ask you, because I will ask you, you'd be like, check the DM. And then I'll be like, bet. Thank you. So without further ado, I hope you all enjoy this about an extra hour of exclusive Rack FM content behind the cans. Good morning. Good evening. Do your tweets. Just uh, yeah, yeah. Two minutes, Brucey. Yeah, Finn will cut this. Finn will cut this shit out. Don't worry about that. I just need to get this out to the right people, right? Exactly. Two seconds. So I'll just take this time to say thank you, Chris, for this one, man. It was a nice surprise to find it in the wallet. Even though I said no, man. But uh, appreciate it. Never gonna sell it, bro. Gonna be staked forever. So, Bruce, if you retweet this out, then you can just say that the uh, Gillette or Crew's coming in at nine o'clock, yeah? Got it. Got it. Got it. Just making a cup of coffee yeah. and I'll do it in a sec. Yeah, mate, they're a little bit busy at the minute. Yeah, you are. Bro, the fucking man. I am experimenting with this to see who's actually been invited and who's not to this spaces because it's, uh, it's been playing up, right? You could only invite two people at a time, yeah? By the way, in, Mike in white, what do you mean? You know when you invite via a DM, yeah? Yeah, you can invite like, 10 at a time. You know when you can select multiple people, right? Yeah, you yeah. can select 10. But you, you could do, but it wouldn't send it. Like You could only select two, and it would only send the two. You couldn't select any more than two. It's been like that for ages until the update. Pretty bad, like. Anyway, mate, I've just had to switch me. Uh, I'm actually on the tablet, which is why I'm asking for a mic check. It's good, man. You're good. You're real good. Can I get Chris better, up here? Better than the phone. Well, hold off a bit, dude, because we want to do introductions and shit like that. We're just fucking around at the minute, aren't we? Finn's going to cut this out anyway. Uh, what about B-Bands? Is she coming, like, or what? I don't know, man. I think she has no, no voice. I think she's chilling, recuperating. Hey, I tell you what, mate, did you see we've just hit over 600 on uh, Friday? Did you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I saw it. I listened back to it yesterday and I saw it was like at 500 something. Bro, that's amazing. 600 and the, the guest of honor didn't even show. I know. I know. That's I, want weird. A classic. I know. I couldn't believe it, dude. Like, it's almost like it's the most like random ones that are the biggest successes, right? That is, like you said, with the. Uh... With the nights out, with the rando nights out, that's the best ones, man. I can, I, I, I totally recognize that. Robo with, uh, Robo, we always... with uh, it's because it's because there's no expect expectations, man, to the randomness, right? You don't expect anything. There's nothing to hype, to be hyped about. So yeah, you're just open, and then the universe can give you what you fucking want. That's my perspective. You know something though. Hey, Chris. Was... Always our motto, right? Was always the motto about the nights out growing up as kids, like when we're going to these mad raves and that. Like literally, dude, I've I've finished a fucking, I've finished a session, a party or whatever, right? A mad like Thursday night out, and someone's like, "Oh, do you want to come down south? We've got a car going on like for tonight." And it's like, ah, fucking come on, let's go. Three days later, you find yourself, dude, in a fucking flat in Birmingham, man, with absolutely zero money and no hope of getting home. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. But the, the best the best times, always, you know. Uh, anyway, what we're going to do, Bruce, are we going to wait until Gelotto comes in? 
and then do the introduction for them so that Finn can just cut that hour out or what? Yeah, you can do it like you can do it what what how you want to do it. Just tell Finn. At the last recorded space I did, I think it was with Chris, I'm not sure. I forgot to do the introduction. So I just did the introduction and the ending, the outro in the end of the show. Yeah. And then I gave Finn something to play with. I think he likes it. I don't know. He's been getting a bit pissed off, hasn't he, that I missed the uh, introductions because I don't know if you heard him, but did you hear he's like yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. talking like the pirate? Did you hear it? Good. Like Finn, what the fuck are you doing, you cheeky bastard? I like when he was talking when there's uh, straylight and he's like, Bruce, he's not coming on. He's not going to show. Yeah, Bruce. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it, man. Yeah, I think he, I think he enjoy, enjoys it as well, man. He's a he's a he's a theatrical character, without a shadow of a doubt. Well, he's uh, he he used to do like voiceovers and that, right? Yeah, I think he did a whole radio play with Terror Spaces, right? Didn't he do that? Yeah, but he's also been doing like uh, I mean, he's been doing what? He's been doing like uh, podcasting, I think, since about two thousand and eight, something like that. Correct. Really long time. Uh, I know this is recorded, but I will probably get Finn to scrub this. It's just that, like, you cannot, like, just record, like, the last hour of a space, you know? You've got to record the fucking two hours, haven't you? Which is, we had no choice. But if this was unrecorded, I would have given the uh, crowd a little sample, Bruce, of what's coming. What do you, you mean? Know what, you know. Oh, what yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Dude, you saw on Friday, before the Friday show, yeah? I uh, I played it, give uh, Don and them a sample, because I guess Salturian, I told you, like he's a beatboxer and stuff like that, yeah? Yeah, I read that in the in the group chat. Oh, yeah, mate. You had, a, you had a little crack. He's actually pretty good as well, you know? Yeah. But uh, I gave them a sample and they were like, oh, wow, that's ridiculous, you know? I can't wait for people to hear it. Oh, little sample, Bruce. Little sample. Did you catch that or not? I did, man. I, I've, I've been listening to that track, and yeah, for ever since he he dropped it to us. I have it downloaded, man, every day. I love his style. I fucking love it. I call it old school, polished old school. Smoking toiletries is very, very clever. Clear like linguistic, clear like on things. Like, I like it. I like it a lot. Semantics. He's fucking good at it. He's really, really good. Really yeah, good. Mate. How much of it? By the way, you you wanna you were thanking Chris for your thing. And before we jump into what you know about Gelotto, talk to, talk to Chris and then uh, we'll get going on the show. Let's do that. You were thanking him, well. Yeah, yeah, I was thanking Chris, man. I was thanking him for, him for the for my PFP. For, your, uh, for a gift, for it was a gift for what? Okay, go ahead. What are you saying, Robo? Bribe, you mean gift? Are you talking about a gift or a bribe? Come on, Bruce. What we're talking about? It's a gift. What the fuck, man? It was a surprise gift. I woke up and uh, it was in my wallet. He tried to give it, give it to me before, man, but uh, I refused. I, sent, I said to him, you should send it to the Reg FM DAO. But uh, then I did some beta testing for him, I guess, and yeah, I don't know. Oh, I like it. It's pretty cool, like. Pretty cool, yeah? 
it's fucking cool. What do you mean, man? It's an awesome NFT. Never gonna sell it. Gonna have it staked in the fight farm, staking farm, forever, probably. Like, who, who, who should, who should I sell this to? Also, got my name on it, man. It's a tattoo for my wallet. What's up, Chris? Exactly. Do you know what? Though? I don't know. I don't know if he could have made it uh, soul bound. Could he have made it soul bound or not? Could you, Chris? I don't think you can. No. What's uh, Did you do it? What's Did we come... oh, Sorry, is there is the NFT Bruce has got? What chain is it on? It's on Juno. It's on Juno. It was minted in Dow Dow, Robo. I don't know. If you haven't got the option to make it soul bound, like non transferable, right? Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I don't know if they do. Does, uh, does Omni have that option? Because the official, the official yeah, version. Yeah. Okay, good. Then I may do that. The official version uh, will be minted on Omni. And uh, yeah, if that's an option, I think that'd be cool. Because I, I made one for Bruce. I made one for another person or two. Just mainly the people who have got the most bets tokens in the DAO. But yeah, that'd be a cool option to make it non-transferable. Because I think Bruce is right. You can't really... He could use this technically in the game or try to sell it, but who's going to want to buy something that's more personalized to a specific person? Exactly. Also, you know, why, why, why would I sell it, man? Do you know it's a token of, of appreciation from, exactly. for what all I have of, done for Chris, right? All of these honoraries, though, every one of these, like honoraries you see in these one-on-ones and stuff, they should all be fucking soul-bound, shouldn't they? By default, right? I think you're right, Robo. I didn't realize you could do that. Do you think Dow Dow will add that option to the NFT minting? I'm going to have a look now. I'm going to have a look Robert, now. Juno definitely hasn't got it, but uh, on OmniFlix, every single one that I've done, 611, they're all like non-transferable. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I think on these personalized ones, though, when we, when we met the the project on Omni, uh, we'll definitely make the personalized ones so bound because, yeah, they're not really meant to, to sell. It's more of just like a recognition in the DAO more than anything. But make sure you, you, you click for like the future licensing though when you do it, right? Yeah. Because you like the license is on like the image itself, right? Uh, okay. I've, I've only done one, one mint on OmniFlix Robo. I'm still kind of learning over, over there on how you do all that. I didn't even know Solus was, was an option. That's freaking awesome. Cool. Dude, when you're doing them as well, yeah. What you always want to do is, even if you're making them soul bound, uh, Wait, I, still... yeah. I just need to get something, Chris. Did you call it soulless? Oh yeah, sorry, not soulless, soul bound. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, brilliant! I love it. Uh, oh, you, Bruce, you put me off what I was about to say there. You fucking cunt. <laughs> Sorry, when you're talking about the uh, Omniflix and licensings and uh, minting, what right? You, yeah, what Chris needs to do as well is because if you look at how like uh, uh, NFTs and digital content work and that and the license and stuff, there are like like five different types, right? That you can go through, like uh, things like commercial, blah blah blah. When you do a mint on Stargaze and that, you've got to like go through and select the right stuff. Uh, but you can just put it under like a create what we call like creative common commons with an S creative commons license. And if you do that and just set like any future royalties like to be allowed on the on the action, then you're fine. Like you kind of own, even though you've distributed all of that, you still like own it as the creator. That makes sense. So we yeah, can yeah, that makes sense. Only us can license it, yeah? If anybody else, like, licensed that on behalf of us, there would be 
run afoul of the law, so to speak. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I'll, in fact, when I go to mint these on Omniflix, I'll reach out to you guys to make sure that's a, a definite thing. Oh, bro, the Omniflix dudes are so fucking helpful, man. By the way, guys, uh, tonight we're going to drop the third one. Uh, well, we're not dropping it tonight because obviously we want to give people like time to be able to listen to replay and stuff. So when the link comes out for the third NFT, right, the three of ten, which is a, a Omniflix 420 special, all right, uh, with the spaces embedded into the NFT as well, like the MB3 of Sicily spaces with us, it's like embedded into the NFT itself. If you need, in, in case you're going to jump before the guys come in or whatever, because it's a small room. The secret word you'll need is ice cream. Not ice cream, but ice cream, right? The kind you eat, yeah? Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. That's the magic word that you need is ice cream. And then all you need to do is just keep your eye out for the link. Guys, the link will only be up for like short periods of time. Like, like we want to really make people have to like go after this to be able to get all 10 or it's not going to be worth us trying to do it, you know? But yeah, just there's the magic word. Uh, Brucey, so... Thursday is 4.20, and we're going to drop Finn's rap then, yeah? Oh, Don listened to it the other day, you know. Don was in the room. Oh, Don, he heard it, heard it as, as well. So, well, so, I know. But yeah, on Thursday, Celturium. we're going to drop it. Mm. I played a called Celturium was in there, and I was like, all right, I'll get some good feedback here, you know. And it was unrecorded, dude, as well, so it was like a perfect moment, right? What did Don think? Oh, I, like I thought it was. I thought they all enjoyed it. There wasn't any awesome. any back or anything. So that'll be that's quite interesting because that's like the fourth, right? The fourth on four twenty. The fourth. What do you mean? Chat by guys. NFT. Hello, hello, John. Oh Maddie. yeah, no, no, good job. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah, I got to hear it. It was great. Who who, who, oh, dude, you should, who was it? Uh, Finn. That's Finn, Terra Spaces. Really? He's good, oh, right? Yeah, he's so good. Fucking good. Yeah, I enjoyed He's that. done another one. Johnny's done another one straight off the bounce. We're gonna that's probably gonna be the fifth NFT that will stealth drop. So literally, it's only the NFT people that's gonna get like a copy of the rap, right? Obviously, other people can go and troll and download it if they want, but they're embedded in the NFT. Like that, the fifth one will be getting stealth dropped. It's called uh, GM, <laughs> and it's a classic as well as in a Bruce. That's so cool. I, I, didn't even, I didn't even know they were embedded in it like that. That's fucking badass. Yeah, it's dude. Really I, easy to do as well with Dow Dow, man. I did it on Dow Dow last week, Don. Yeah. Uh, what I did is I'll put it up in the nest. I'll go and grab it. I, I managed to be able to, well, I not managed. You can do it, you know. You're just kind of adding like audio uh, to like an NFT, right? But I managed to be able to go in and get the Sheldon one and then embed Sheldon's like MP3 of his space as the proper production one that Finn's done like into the NFT on uh, Juno. So anyone can go to like the Rack FM DAO that's in the uh, bio link. You can click on it and you can go to our treasury. And if you click on our treasury, you'll actually be able to go down and see the NFTs and you'll see the Sheldon one. And you'll see it's got like the, the I think it's like an hour and 45 or something, Bruce, long, right? After the edit, yeah? Yeah, I think 145. Well, it's pretty cool, like, but I'm looking forward to the rap ones done. Kind of fucking weird for this, like, yeah. I'm just thinking, hey, Rob, when you have... doing the audio and the video testing 
on these NFTs. Did you have any issues with the uh, file size or uploading? I think I saw you in uh, their Discord kind of asking some questions. Is there anything people should know? Signal did. Signal had some issues because their files are massive. But uh, no, mate, the only issue is that the image size for the NFT, for the PNG, must be under uh, 4.5 meg which is okay, that's not too bad at all, but that's the only kind of like limitation. As long as you put like the link into wherever it is, like the saved file on online, doubt out and access it, no problem. Dude, it's been, it's been, I mean, the this is like a, what, a space is like an audio track, like an hour and 40 odd minutes long, and dude, it just uploaded in seconds and bang, done. It's just- So you yeah. don't, no, let me just uh, say something. You don't upload the, the file, the video or the audio, you provide a link where it will be streamed from. Correct. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The location. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it needs to already be on a, yeah, exactly. It already needs to be on a, an accessible cloud, yeah. Which is fucking easy, though. I mean, but we've got Finn, though, and that's already done, isn't it? Because when you click in, you get the MP3, .mp3 file from Finn, and that's what I put in uh, OmniFlix. That's because I put I've embedded Sisler's space, you know, the one from uh, 20th of March, yeah, when he came on with the 420 Alpha. That's ready to go now. I, I, if I had the addresses, I could send it out now. I mean, look, Bruce uh, and Don and them, you know, people are not going to listen to the uh, spaces. They're not. Anyone's going to like get the NFT to like listen to it. That's not what it's about. It's about like what it represents in the future. That like like cat cat cataloging uh, for want of a better word, right, Bruce? Is that what you would say? Cataloging like moments in history and attaching them to culture and trying to like say, right, this is that particular moment in time, right? What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Right? Yeah, um, it's like a, it's like a cave painting, and it's also a way to extend or broaden our platform. And it's also a proof of concept, right? Correct. And then you do that again. So, you know, you do a spaces one, then you do like a rap one that are all like proof of whatever it is, you know, participation or attendance. Then you stealth drop one and you just keep it trying to be fresh, you know, keep people interested. But we've said like at five, we'll do something. At 10, we're really going to do something, right? And another one is Bruce. Did you see the tweet about uh, about following the the Rock FM DAO yesterday on DAO DAO? I, I did, and I even went in and made sure I followed followed it, even though I knew I already did it beforehand. Did, but did, yeah, I, I retweeted it. Did you ask yourself why I told everybody to do that? No, because I only yeah, I did, out. I did, but I figured it out, man. I think I figured okay. it out. I only found out yesterday that you can uh, you can like query and get the addresses for all of the followers of the DAO. It's really easy. I didn't know. That I didn't you... know, but I think I think I have an idea what's going to come, and uh, it's going to sounds it sounds like a fun idea. No, 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 hook me up. Like I didn't realize that you were like I said. Like, can you query the addresses? He went, oh, bro, you can just download them in a CSV file. Two seconds. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> okay. So, hey, we're telling people, hey, make sure you're following the fucking rack down. Make sure you grab NFTs from OmniFlix. 
because there will be fucking gated access and you'll be fucking surprised. I want everyone to get in, Bruce, you know. Hmm? Maybe maybe Gary can help. I don't know. We'll have to talk about that. Hey, uh, I mean, before the come on, obviously, uh, Gelato, yeah? Uh, have you been buying any of these uh, lottery tickets for the, uh, the sorry, the raffles for the NFT raffles or not? Yeah, I, I bought the I bought a bunch for the Strange Clan raffle they had a few weeks um, ago. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I bought a few for that one as well. I, I, I bought a few. They have, like, a, re- just a, they have a really, stuff. really slick. They have a really slick homepage. Very oh, nice. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like it a lot, and I don't even know that. Be the copy of the white paper, the the draft uh, white paper. But I was like, bro, I'd much rather like just wait and then get you on the show and then like bang, let's go like hard, you know. Uh, which is kind of interesting tonight because normally on a Monday we'd have to clock off by 10, 10 p.m. EST, right? For bay bands here. But That's correct. The, show, the show's cancelled tonight, right? Yeah, she lost her voice, had to do a space when you have zero vocals man so randomly random random as fuck uh if gelato because they're not coming on until nine in about uh 30 36 minutes uh if we can go over the 10 o'clock mark right yeah so i i, I kind of in it because i kind of like prepared for like a you know a full-on like 60 minute cram everything interview but i think we maybe can chill a little bit more right why wouldn't we, bro? It's also your show today. You're hosting, so. I'll tell you what, bro. I'm impressed as fuck with Gelato, and I don't give a fuck what any fucking cunt would say any of the haters that can all fuck off, and this will finally delete this part Why? of the recording. Why no, no, I'm impressed. I'm on about the haters, man. Like, like, like No, no, but I want to know. I, I want to know why you're impressed. Fuck why the haters. Impressed. Hey, shippers. Shippers are going to ship. Shippers are just going to put their head down, ignore the noise, keep engaged with their community. Like, I've been in their Discord. I've seen how engaged it is. That ain't easy to be able to constantly keep hold of people's attention. The the poker nights are a roaring success. People love it. The raffles, they're like, a, yeah. Like, just on the community building alone, right? And it's not like, you know, what we laugh at about community and this kind of shit, right? But, bro, Literally from the community building alone, that's enough for them like to be in my fucking good books. Then when I look at how they came out and supported us, like in more ways than one. I mean, we're talking like a while ago, like after the hack when uh, Risby did the space with Bank. Can you remember when I went on that? Were you, did you catch that one, Bruce? Or not? No, I think that was out of my uh, out of my time zone. Late for me, actually. No, I, I don't know if it was or not, but that was when Tank was doing the Juno validator interviews. Remember, he had them on as like the validator. Uh, I, am, I don't think I was uh, that that active in spaces spaces back then, bro. All right, it wasn't. I wasn't that long ago. It was not long after the hack, the the white wheel hack. And man, they were just so fucking cool. Like on that spaces, he was like, "Bro, you didn't need to tweet that out." Like you did, we went into fucking panic mode. Like the bath phone going off in the office, blah blah blah. Like, like we really thank you. Many people would have stayed quiet and not said anything about it. And then, like, done the autopsy. Then maybe, like, maybe or maybe not spoke about it after. Blah blah. And they were like, no, nah, no, nah, like, 
you've saved everyone a headache. Like they were just fucking really nice people. You know, Bruce, that's a thing. We'd never had the opportunity to speak to them like face to face before. And then you get to speak to people face to face and you're like, fuck, these are just really nice people. Like, but you know what blockchain's like in that competitive spirit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, Robo, I gotta admit something. What's I that? have, I have hated Gelato from the moment they went public, from the moment they launched. I just hated them because I felt like they were intruding on our territory. But it's an open market, like, but still, bro. You know, and you it's, know it's, it's it it took me. It's only recently that I stake with the validator, and I like buried my personal little hatchet I had with them. I know, but hear me out. What I'm about to say here, right, is that, like, take Juno for example, right. I mean, oh, I take IBC. You know, IBC is a lot stronger when these L ones like stand together, like Juno and Osmosis, or do you know what I'm talking about, right? And Absolutely. It's exactly, it's, well, it's exactly the same. Fundamental to Juno's future success is the DAPs being able to, like, get on and, like, I'm not going to use the word, like, directly, like, collaborate. Because, like, there's, there's too much. You heard what I said about this week. People are like, oh, we're offering five whitelists for this project. That's a collaboration. It's like, fucking bro, that is not a collaboration, right? But you can easily get on like be friends and do like do little like things connected in that but not necessarily be like directly collaborating in each other's projects does that make sense or not yeah yeah, yeah absolutely we, we also have to recognize that it is still an open free competitive market we need to as a community and this is a community chain juno right we are a community we need to work together and work for like the common good no doubt if we want a success, especially in the in the hard times. But we cannot be blind and be all kumbaya, man. It is still an open free market and no one's going to be bailed out when they go bankrupt. Yes, and, and it's not going to get anyone anywhere being insular. Like I say, you can, you can help each other out in more ways than just like direct collaboration, right? There are ways to be able to support projects. Uh, we have just been joined by Mr. Home Pleb to the stage. Guys, uh, Gelato is not coming in for about another 30 minutes. Anybody welcome to come and jump up, guys. Don't worry about that. And by 9 p.m., Finn will be, uh, you know, deleting the first hour and then we'll be getting on with the interview. So, yeah, if you want to jump up, by all means. But Mr. Home Pleb. What up, Home Pleb? He's getting rocked. Well, Mayor. Yeah just jumped up instead so let's say hello to him hey good morning good evening guys uh just wanted to get your thoughts on the the stream swap with flicks and the way they're going to be doing this uh bootstrapping I, i've been playing around with the beta and it's i mean i i think i'm getting the basic concepts of it of they're they're gonna try to find price discovery and let the community in on this but it's like i'm still not sure like as far as the hardcore math of like is it a good deal to throw some you know a hundred dollars worth of or fifty dollars worth of osmosis in here and get some flicks or is it should you wait like i don't think anyone really knows yet have you guys thought about this yeah i've thought about that man i have um and we don't know how big the 
the stream swap pool is going to be, like how many flicks that are going to be locked in it, and we also don't know the duration yet. Yeah, because... And this is just speculation and assumptions, right? But knowing and been dealing and talking with the Omniflix team, mm -hmm. they really seems like community-orientated and fair people. Yeah. I mean, but, we all know they're a solid team, and they've they've contributed a lot to the ecosystem. And I, I, that's why I'd really love to support them and support their launch. So I'm, I'm just thinking, like, what's the big deal? You know, th throw, throw $50 worth of Osmo in there or whatever and just, you know, whatever you get, you get. You know, it's kind of like you're, you're, you're helping them launch their token, you know. Yeah, you are helping them launch their token, but there's also the way to acquire Flix, right? And it's also the way to price in the token where we as a community have a say. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought I was, I thought I was weird a little bit like before we in in, but so right. What what is this? It's a replacement for the uh, original uh, Osmosis LBP, right? Uh, why why did they do a couple of LBPs like uh, 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 Comdex? Uh, did they do Stargaze? I think they did, didn't they? Yes, and Lum, right? I think they did three. Like, why did they get rid of it? What was the problem? Well, the problem was it. Like, the problem was is like this retards, absolute plebs, just didn't know how like a reverse Dutch auction worked, right? The, the, you're talking about the liqui said, liquidity bootstrapping. You're talking about bootstrapping a token. The liquidity bootstrapping program that Osmosis did. This is just v, what, what you're talking about now is just V2. It's just under another name. That's all it is, right? It's LBPV2 that I've been talking about, like, for how long now? Like, I'll go and grab a tweet for you and, like, show him talking about this, like, well over a year ago. Again, it's, I mean, I, I love Omni Daily, and it's not about them, because they, they're not able to do it themselves. This has been, like, dependent on, like, Omni, uh, on Osmosis, right? Like, like, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Omniflix yeah. haven't got the ability to... Yeah, they, they don't... Bootstrap the they don't have... Dollar protocol. They don't have $500 million yeah. they're willing to back this token with. Like, I guess, in, unless you really understand how other tokens come online, it, it, unless it's, a, what, an ICO initial coin offering, like, that's how they were doing it on Ethereum, like, three years ago. Like, you, you would have VCs backing the token and getting in early, and then they would open it up to the public. Like, the... Unless you understand how that all that stuff works, it's it's hard to grasp. Like what? what no. Go ahead. Go it's ahead. Robert. More important. It's more important to understand how the token price, the the price discovery action, like works, based on the like the old method, or like what they're trying to do now with like the kind of balancer kind of thing. Like before, it was like hitting hope, but if you bought in at the beginning, you were going to pay high. Like like I said to. An LBP was the LBP of Osmosis was originally designed to be like a reverse Dutch auction, right? The price starts high and goes low, yeah, over a period of time, right? Those speculating first on the token pay the highest price, right? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. There's different that, and that's why I'm saying it's like it's hard to unless you understand like a lot of how these tokens come come to be and the price discovery it's just a little hard to wrap your head around it but i i i, I like your explanation of this is just kind of like their v2 of uh, liquidity bootstrapping because i think there was there was a fourth token on osmosis that like failed to launch and then they pulled it i don't know if it was um fanflix or it was one of them i can't remember remember which one it was but it like failed to launch and then they had to pull it or something 
mate, yeah, when there was prop when they realized there was problems in it. Like it wasn't the math wasn't right, man, dude. It was it was proper messed up that LBP. Like I mean it only really like which one did it work for? Stars, right? Because I remember Comdex had proper made a mess of that one, right? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. Lump. Yeah, but uh, I the guess the, the way I Lump. The, the way I see it, Robo, is it's like it's with a lot of these tokens, it's just there's so much more behind the background. Like, is there you know for the chain itself, is is there a good plan to get to you know cash flow positive? You know, you look and see what's happening with Stride, and like that token just skyrocketed. And and now they're going to be a consumer chain, and and like I was, I listened into the Stride um, spaces where they were kind of announcing this, and they're like, well, people who hold the tokens will will still have the voting power, and I'm like, well, so I guess that with the Stride, it's like that's that's going to be, you know, it's going to be completely a governance token, but that's what's keeping its value because it's you talking about all those liquid stake assets, so it's just there's so many moving parts with some of these chains, you know what I'm saying? I guess. Do you know what kind of I did. I did pop a tweet in the Nestor do just to say like about how long like people have been waiting for this. So the date is April the twenty, uh, April the twelfth on the. I couldn't even get my words out there. April the twelfth uh, on the in the Nest last year, right, bro? I was excited about this because if you can see where I've got Omniflix at the bottom, right, that was because Rama and I had just interviewed them. They were like our like second interview or whatever it was after like Jack Zamplin and uh, after the Juno halt last year, right. Uh, we asked Sisla if he wanted to come on. He's like, yeah, because he'd been listening in. He's like, yeah, of course. Bro, they were excited about LBPV2 launching 12 months ago. This is how long this has taken to get together, man. And like I said, not because of not because of Omni, but because of osmosis. That's where the vast majority of the dev is being needed, right? Yeah, yeah, because, I, mean, I mean, it looks pretty, I guess, so just back down to StreamSwap. Like you throw in a hundred dollars worth of Osmo, you throw in a hundred dollars worth of Osmo osmosis, and you let it sit in there and incubate or whatever, and then like I, there's the different you know streams or the different streams. I'm still trying to wrap. I know Rama did a little thread on it about kind of like the background of how it works, but I guess if you have to keep an eye on the stream and there's a way to like work it to where you might get more flicks, like I still don't, I still don't have my head wrapped around the whole process. You know what I'm saying? I can share, I can share with you what I figured out so far. Yeah, man. So we got time. Okay, let's go. So you can see beforehand how, how much flicks that's locked into the pool, right? And you can also see before the stream starts or when it started, how, how many shares of Osmos there are. So over the course of time, and that's, this is how I understand it, that amount of flicks will be streamed to the Osmo participants. So if you have like 1K shares out of a million and you have a thousand flicks flocked, locked or a million flicks locked, you can figure out roughly like how much you get right and you can subscribe during the streaming phase as well right and then other people can add in more capital that's that's where it's like right. if you see this pool's got you know a hundred thousand flicks in it and not that many people are subscribing you subscribe some of your capital and then but i guess the, so the streams are only open is it like a 12 hour period it looked like in the beta there was like some were 24 some were 12 hours so i guess 
that's where I'm kind of, you know, but I, yeah, you, you can see that on the 404 going in. I don't know if the beta and the launch going to be exactly the same, right? But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's just what I'm curious about. Like, I don't know, you know, it's to me, it's just, unless you really, unless I can really wrap my head around it, like, but I, it's like you said, I think it's, it really all, there's going to be price discovery and there's going to be, there's going to be times for opportunity when other people aren't subscribing to the pools. And then there's going to be, might be times when the pool might be really crowded and it's not the best time to, to get in. I'll, I'll tell you my strategy, shall I, with flicks? Don't, just don't rush it. Dead simple, dead easy. I think that's, just, just watch. If you, if you, you know, if you, if you're waiting to make a purchase, if you've got dry powder on hand, blah blah, just get ready. Just watch, see what's going on. Yeah, I agree. I, I, that's that's spot on, Robo. Spot on. We've never had this before, have we? So everything that everybody's going to say is just kind of speculation until the market acts. You know. People can talk about like all oh, this and that, right? And I, I get exactly like what, how uh, sister was talking about it, how Sonny was talking about it, blah, blah, right? But like, the, it's the market, isn't it? Nobody knows what the market's going to be like. Nobody knows what the market's going to be doing that day, right? None of us fucking ever know with this shit, right? Yeah. You, you, yeah, overall market in general. But all right, so let's just zoom out a little bit. Like, I, I think we all love the Flix team. Like, they're just solid guys. They've been, They've been building and building and building. They they're doing this totally different than what a way a lot of chains do. Like they have an active, you know, vibrant marketplace. Um, and I guess for me, it's like, you know, I'm a big fan of Stargaze, but can can Stargaze use some healthy competition within Cosmos? Yeah, I think so. You know, but I, I just kind of want to get your guys' thought, thought, thoughts on that too. They are any competition. I've thought about this religiously for the last few weeks. Nothing in my mind tells me that Stargaze and Omniflix are competition. In my opinion, they are completely different, but they complement each other so fucking well. Now, when you like compare like Loop, if you compare Asset Mantle, if you look at Gontalus, Poppers, blah blah blah, there's like very fucking little to, to nothing to do like between them, whatever, like. They, you know, they, they, they don't stand out. What Omniflix are doing is very, very different to Stargaze. Yeah, with the, vi so, with the video Stargaze. and the audio, like it's it's different than regular NFTs is what you're saying, kind of. Uh, but I think they're just all different places. I think Stargaze is always going to be the like uh, the PFP marketplace. Yeah, there'll be like gaming and like you've seen with Sunnyside and stuff. But traditionally, Stargaze, when I think about it, it's like that PFP, right? When I think about Omni, I think about the audio content, the video content, live streaming, et cetera, et cetera. The NFTs that you supply with the Omniflix content are supplementary to the base content itself, right? Let's be honest. When we drop the wrap on uh, Thursday, what's the most important? The accompanying art, the one-on-one -on -one art by Ambedo, or the, the two-and-a-half minute, three-minute wrap by Finn? They're both important, but which is the critical piece of content that you're delivering? It's the wrap. It's not the picture, right? The picture's just the thumbnail that's accompanying the wrap, right? That's where Omniflix excels, and that's where Star uh, Stargaze won't go, I think. 
Bruce, now, now you know why I come in here because like, I, I, I need to bounce these ideas and get the, get the expert. Like I need the expert to tell me like, chill out, man. Just <laughs> like, don't, don't go ape into these freaking pools. Just take your time. But you got to look at the big picture. I would, it, it's good because I would have told you the exact opposite. I would have said, throw everything in fast to get the best price, bro. What you're waiting for, man. How do you even dare to wait? Bro, you have put time the, to sell the house. Put the money in the Dow. <laughs> Stay in for right? 13 days, bro. Put it in the Dow. Sorry, go ahead. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, home pledge. Good morning, home pledge. How are dropped you? Dropped off the kids? I'm getting the last one dropped off now. So you get to hear a little bit of that part. But how is everyone? I haven't put the clone baby in the Dow, homestead. Yeah, I know. I know. I feel like I missed so much. I took the week off of uh, spring break, right? I haven't jumped in any of these spaces in forever. You guys are dropping NFTs. There's some LBP shit going on. What is that? April 20th. April 20th. Well, home pleb, home plebs missed a week of, of crypto fucking Twitter. Oh, my God. Think of not, everything. Not crypto it? Twitter. Just Rack FM, Robo. I've, I've still been on my handle. A little bit paying attention. Rock FM, FM is crypto this, Twitter. This bro. is where the fat. Home this pleb. is where the fat is too. So, home I, pleb, I, how I, many? Uh, it's all been leans this last week. Home pleb, how many tag three friends giveaway have you been doing lately? I don't know a lot, like pleb, right? I think I think I counted a hundred. I think I counted one hundred and seventy-five. I'm owning it. Also, while while we're owning it, just a shout out to my friend Mayor for helping me out in the space uh last weekend doing the pleb a favor in his new gig so thank you mayor appreciate that maybe i owe you a name or something i think what did i miss what did i miss like uh, well, cosmos ape yeah, alliance. I, got, I got brought on i got brought on to cosmos ape alliance as their ambassador right and they're apes so we got to do everything that other people are doing so we've started our own ape fm i guess Another FM man. First, congratulations with the ambassadorship, bro. But I was like, I was, come on. I was able to dissuade them from doing just a full Ape FM Twitter handle. I was like, we're gonna take too much flack from Raccoon if we do that. Let's uh, let's not ape so hard. Robo, please please say something to Home Cliff, man. I don't know. Uh, it's my job to be the nice guy. I'm I'm gonna be quiet because Winston's looking at me like right now with those eyes like who the fuck is that prick? Like I can Winston. feel the cringe. I can feel the oh. cringe from the other side of the world. Bro, when you finish dropping the kids off and you get back home, I want you to walk in your house, take one big sniff, and imagine oh, smell in your house right now, bro. Fucking swear to God. I fucked that up really good for you, didn't I? So, so Mayor, wait a minute. What, what did he say? Mayor, he's number two. Is that what he was saying? Mayor, he's number two. I was just helping him out. Nah, I was just helping him. He just backed me up, get, kept a conversation rolling. He reset the room once or twice for me, which, you know, a pleb needs help there. A pleb needs somebody with those skills. Fucking bro, you know what? We got ghosted on uh, on Friday, and we end up having more, having one of the best shows of the fucking month, like fucking six hundred fucking hits on it so far. It was a fucking crack and show Friday, like 
proper gigabrain stuff. Dinner worry, home pleb, you've got a long way to go, son. Our shadow is fucking long and dark, kid. What are they oh, saying? I'm still sitting here slinging my pennies, trying to 10x them to dimes. Don't worry. What do they say? Imitation is one of the, the greatest forms of uh, flattery, so... Correct. Oscar Wilde, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it Oscar Wilde or Hemingway? One of them. One of those guys. But Friday, uh, with Dead Right, and um, so just some good conversation on Rack FM on Friday, for sure. Bit of serious stuff, like mixed with the, the crack, and you'll, you'll have a good show, you know? Yeah. I just want to remember everybody that Oscar Wilde, he said uh, he was imprisoned for two years for uh, under the buggery act. Correct. He was one of the most progressive homosexuals of his time, right? Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Like, like back in those days, like you could still get uh, like castrated and that, right? Because you remember your man, uh, what do they call him? He, uh, the guy that invented the computer. Uh, Turing. Turing, sorry. Alan Turing. He got uh, chemically castrated, didn't he? Fucking cunts. I can't believe they did that to him. Like, fucking war hero, you know? I didn't know that. Oh, hi, bro. Fucking nasty shit, like. But Oscar Wilde, like, he was proper, like, mad as fuck back in his day, like. Didn't give a fuck. But he was lucky anyway. How did, we, how did the conversation end up there, bro? You said yeah. that you said... You you quoted Oscar Wilde and said his name and then I just remembered that fact yeah. and then I said it. We we, we got to get back on track. We got to get Homepled Homepled back up to date here. Yeah. With what's going on with flicks? There we go. There, resetting the room. Nice job, buddy. <laughs> That's not how you reset the room no. on Rock FM. <laughs> yeah, like, how many? How many after the filter uh, NFTs did you get, Homepled? Did you get a couple? Bro, I'm a pleb, man. I didn't have any liquidity for that mint. Oh, I'm a pleb. I'm a pleb. I, you know what? Too the, the NFT I was trying to move for some liquidity sold like an hour after that shit minted out too. Just like typical pleb well, circumstances, fashion. It, you know? Unless you had so, a whitelist, you weren't gonna. It was kind of tough to get one, but. I was gonna say, have, wait, how are you? How did you get whitelisted for it? No, I did it. I got aftermarket. I got one on the aftermarket. Wait, but how, how how did people get whitelisted? You had for to, it? you had to hold a bad kid. If you if you held a bad kid, oh, you had to hold a bad kid, not fumble one. Fuck. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you you yeah, I forgot about yours, man. Anyways, have you read the? I didn't want to mention it. I forgot, man. Oh, sorry about bringing that up. Oh, I don't mind. You guys can throw that at me anytime you want. I I hope in like two years when we're in the next bear market, that shit gets pulled out of somebody's hat. That's why you've had a week off in it, isn't it? That's why you've had a week off in it, a cope with the stress of losing the bad kid for 25 stars. Not cope, man. He was sent out of the house. He was in the barn for a week. Oh, bro. I did not enjoy that sale. My house will be fucking stinking. If that was me, I'd be kicking shit for like a week. There would be fucking bro. I would go fucking hard, man. So who else got a couple uh, after the filters? I got two. I got two and sold one for fifteen k or fifteen k stars. You're already selling? Yeah, I sold my one. I wanted to get my. Uh, I wanted to get profits while they were there, man. Spent thirty two hundred stars, got fifteen thousand stars back. I'll do a quick times five. 
You, you don't think it's it's a nightkeeper? Teach me your ways. Chris, Chris, my man, my man, flipping NFTs on the daily, my Dude, man. Not only is he selling them for profit today, his wife is minting for him. What is what? What do you got, Chris? What's going on, man? Oh yeah, I got her set up what? at home. She's gonna be doing the uh, women from Cosmos uh, mint for me, and on two wallets too. I got her all. So you got it. your wife to mint your pawn for you? Yep. How did you do that? Uh, Wait a minute, they own both. Chris, they're only for virgins. Finn, Finn told us in the group chat the day that that collection's only for virgins. That's true. That's true. He said that. Then I guess you're gonna my, have a baby I guess, soon. Like I guess my wife is like an immaculate conception. Then, then <laughs> you know. I guess we got another one. <laughs> what did he? What was these words? What was these words, Brucey? She's only dropping this. She's only dropping this fab collection for the fucking virgins. <laughs> that was these words. Oh my goodness, I couldn't stop laughing. Actually, hey, listen, hey, anyone who can simp fish gets the best respect in the world for me. Get that simp money, fucking moot. Ollie is. <laughs> we're we're trying to do that. <laughs> anyway, Chris, how was New York, bro? Dude, it was awesome. It it was a it was a good time. Um, just meeting everybody and, and talking to people, and even talking to people from Polygon, you really realize how small Cosmos it is. Like, like when you're talking to people. Did you have a sandwich with Joe or not? You just got a sandwich. Nah, together. we went. I don't think we. I don't think we. We went to a diner at night. And we got a bunch of diner food. Risby all took us out. He was the man. Oh, his class is coming on soon. It's coming on and about uh, oil beauty on soon, wouldn't he, Bruce? Have to keep our eye open for that, yeah? Seven minutes, man. Yeah, yeah I'm just just saying, Chris, 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 let me ask you a question about New York. Is the music, is the music always so loud all the time? Oh, New York is just loud in general. When you're, when you're in places like, and they probably might have been near a speaker at that restaurant, but, oh, yeah, it's when you get to a club or anything, that music is loud. You feel it in your bones. That's why all the New Yorkers are the yellow. That's why. But sounds like yeah. a fucking great time, bro. Oh, yeah, it was Happy awesome. To hear you enjoyed Rhea's it. Rhea's an awesome person. Rhea's an awesome person. Amanda, Gaines, freaking Joe, Sisla. I'm mean, not Sisla. Um, Ruan, Shane. I, I met everybody like that came up there. It was a good time. Chris, can I ask not, you something? Not about jealous Chris? at all, man. Chris, can I ask it's you something about the crypto? What's right. that, home club? Not jealous at all. I like, like you said, seriously, it sounds like an awesome time meeting some really awesome people. So, you know, I want to I want to ask for you. I want to ask Chris this question and answer it honestly, Chris. When I've fucking seen these conferences and stuff like this, right? When I watch them on YouTube, blah blah blah, right? I've always thought like, if I was at a conference, I just want to be on the fucking piss with all the cool people. Like, like I didn't want to be sitting there watching shows and shit. Like, what is the best bit about it, though? Just going out on the piss with, like, other people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rub, rub. The, the best conversations I had was with a beer rubbing shoulders with somebody talking to, to people about things. Like, uh, I, the conference part, I didn't even go to. I just went to all the side events, to be honest. Yeah, mate, that's what I'm talking about. Just, like, fucking hanging out with people and getting wrecked. Like, that would be the best part of a crypto conference, I would reckon. Right? So what Proceed? was the... Chris, one moment. Chris, what was the most cringe thing you saw? 
at the conference or the side events. There's always one thing that's really, really, really cringe at one of those events, right? Home plebs giveaways. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's just wow. crypto Twitter. <laughs> at, at at a certain at a certain couple places, the uh, amount of guys that were more than girls, it was like whoa! <laughs> it was like really like outnumbered, maybe like seven to one, <laughs> eight to one. <laughs> Chris, was that certain number of places like ninety nine point five percent or ninety nine point six percent? Ninety nine point five, <laughs> but nah, it, it, it was funny. It was good. Many crypto conferences that end up like that, though. We saw the pictures of uh, who was it, Bruce, who went out for the meals uh, in Cosmoverse last year. That big photo. There was like twenty five of them, not one woman around the table. Right? Yeah, I remember something like that, bro. There's I think still, it was like still some. Yeah, it was like osmosis. It was osmosis. It was Kepler. It was like there was literally like about five teams there or something, like about twenty-five guys, whatever, and literally just not one female in the entire fucking room. Is that the kind that's of conference? Enough. I mean, that doesn't sound like normal fucking life, does it? You didn't go to a rave and it's like fucking seven to one, like men to women, or you're not going back to that rave, right? A nightclub, right? You know what I'm saying, no? Yeah, oh, that, that uh, that art show club the first night that at, at Noculus where Maria had her work shown and everything, and we had like the Stargaze Corner. That was a dope, like that was a that was a cool party. I have to say that. That looked that looked really cool. That like I saw her pictures along the wall, yeah. Yeah, and they were like like the pictures don't even do them. Those were like all the pictures like 4K. They were the, like the projectors were top notch. Like everything looked good. Nothing look crappy. Yeah, so the bad kids and stuff like along the back wall as well, right? Oh yeah, they they had that whole wall. They had big kids on the wall at one point, and they had bad kids on that whole wall at one point. Yeah, I saw that dude. That was fucking class. Oh mate, I'm out of the moon. You just had a good time, like. Yeah, but I just popped up to say what's up. I'm about to hop in and start my day of work. I gotta go. Uh, drop a liner. So you all be good. I'll be I'll be listening to this on the back end. Drop us a sentence about New York, because my mother's gone in a couple of months, well, uh, August. What's it like, mate? Because I remember the last time I was seeing videos in New York, I look rough as fuck. Is it a bit better now, like, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's way better. There's a lot more things for people to do. I mean, it's New York, man. You, there are bad areas and there are good areas, and you usually just keep your head down and walk in and nobody bothers you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was meaning, like, the garbage and all that. I saw piled up around the streets uh, and that when they were on that's, that's the, yeah. There's garbage everywhere, man. That's the one thing about New York and never get around with people on top of each other. There's just garbage in the street all the time. Well, they still haven't sorted it out now. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Bro, has anyway. been going on since 1972 or something? I was about to say, very quickly, I know Chris said he was off skates to start his day off, so have a good day, Chris, yeah? He's already off. No, I'm still here. Uh, I was my, uh, the guy I'm working with was just calling me. <laughs> but I think the guest of honor just arrived right on time. Before, yeah, before we'll do, Brucey, we're going to kind of have a bit of a reset. Uh, so before we kind of do like any introductions or whatever, Brucey, we'll clear the kind of panel of speakers. So, Risby, uh, I believe we're going to be waiting for Daniel. And uh, oh, I think we, oh, yeah, we've got three here already, right? So, one moment. 
I believe. Is that right? Yes. Yep, they should all be here. So, bro. All right, I'm yeah, going to have a good show. Risby, what's up? And I'll catch you all later. See you later, brother man. No worries. See you later, guys. Put them down. Right, uh, Brucey. Yeah, mate. Let's uh, let's clear the floor. Let's get everybody. Cause Finn's gonna cut this episode when I do the intro, right? So we wanna we want the normal Rack FM fucking intro for the beginning of the show for Spotify. Yeah, then we'll get into the lads. Yeah, is that all right, Brucey? That's all right. I was just clearing the floor. No worries, my friend. You just go ahead, bro. So yeah, man. It's uh, this is quite an interesting one though, where. Uh, uh bare bones of web 3 is not on so where i thought we were going to be uh flapping a little bit for time uh it turns out that we're not actually flapping for time uh, which is a fucking uh that's a bit of good crack like so yeah dude let's get uh, everybody in matey you cleared the floor yeah it's done classic like brucey great fellas let's get going yeah yeah, sounds Good. perfect. I'm kind of sad B-Bands lost her voice. Uh, would have been nice to talk to her again. Oh, nature's and our bare bones is cancelled as well. But if anybody reads me, mate, I'm going to quickly do the intro because we didn't do one of the 8 o'clock waiting for you guys. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit today and then we'll get kicked off and then we can put this into edit in a proper show for you guys. Right, so, Finn, this is for you complaining that I haven't been doing my workload, right? And you've been trying to fucking copy me. So, Finn, this is for you, you fucker, right? It's the wreck show coming from the wreck store. With this back in the mech in the back floor. Let's go, chilling with raccoons by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making dough, right? But I found this crew and doing alright We wreck will bitch, ready to fight So many raccoons ready for the boss life I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize Raccoon supply has the right price Giving you respect if it's likewise So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes Larry always clean lies, trash mouth mean smile Be wise, NFT wise, fuck with these guys It's the rack lab from the back lab Hundred NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack It's the rack rap from the back lab Hundred NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack pack from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack Blast that rack rap from the stash app Supplying the raccoons with a headbang rap Rack gang with the rack will slang Like a trash can hoodie with fangs and a gold chain It's either rack will or the red pill Best chill while we get into the first meal Best feel, best devs with the best skill No shill, all real, secret is a great deal Rack will insane, Shane better stand fast Robo shooting his tweets with straight facts Knowledge from the street, with the best plan yet Winston gotta eat if you retweet that Free of a life feed from the base camp McKenna always ready if you dare that Buying all raccoons for his rare stash Trash panda biker gang motherfucking hashtag It's the rack lab from the back lab Hundred NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack It's the rack rap from the back lab Hundred NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack
Sessions.